Hello, I'm Glenn Beck, and welcome to this very special episode of The Rubin Report. Joining me today is a man who I think has done the impossible in something that I would <laughs> love to do. He has taken a whole month away, the entire month of August. No phone, no news, no media, no opinions were necessary, nothing for an entire month. Welcome, Dave Rubin, to your own show. It's good to be here, Glenn. I got to tell you, I told my whole team this morning that I never, truly, I never get nervous for any of the stuff that I do. I don't get nervous for interviews. Sure. I don't get nervous for stand-up or touring or any of that stuff, speaking to colleges. I woke up this morning and I was actually kind of nervous. nervous. Not not about whatever you're going to yeah, tell yeah, yeah. me. We, I, know. I mean, we literally could be in World War III right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. You don't God know. only knows what's happened. I have no idea what's happened, truly. I, I have received no advance you, warning. You, like, haven't spoken to your mother? I haven't spoken to my mom in weeks. Nobody. I, I completely <laughs> shut down. Mm -hmm. Completely shut down. Mm -hmm. um, but the idea of just jumping right back into the internet, just this machine that, that people like us live on, but that we all live on to a degree, yeah. Um, is a little like I'm actually having a so, little bit of anxiety. I right took now. two weeks. I took two weeks off. Had the same exact feeling. To where you're like, I don't know if I want to stick my toe back into that because well, you know it's. I mean, wait. Yeah, we'll get to some wait. of that. Yeah. Well, you know the thing is that look, I love what I do. Like, and I've realized one of the things that I really realized this month or last month. It's just like how blessed I am to just do what I yeah. what I think is right and what I want to do, and it's growing. Yeah. And I'm going to make a couple of announcements at the end of this about things that we're expanding on and all that, and it's and it's fantastic. But then there's this other side of it that is really making people crazy, and we all kind of know it, and we talk about it, right? And I talk about it with a lot of guests about you know just the way Twitter is and the fighting and all of these things and the way politics is devolving. But then when you really step away from it, and I had a couple of days on a beach and I would watch people that were just you know, laying out at the beach, oceans crashing in front mm -hmm. of them, and they're staring at their phones the entire time. What are you doing? They, they legitimately seem crazy. Like I started feeling like the last sane man, you know? So it was, uh, it was wild and I, I know you have plenty of questions and you're gonna so, invite me on things. I wanna yeah. talk to you about taking that time off. And, and I want to explore what you just said, how people yeah. look crazy, because I think we are going into some sort of an insanity uh, with all of this. But I just want to give, I want to give the audience a sneak peek uh -oh. and you, they will know the answer to this if they've been paying attention, but you will have no idea. And as I was preparing last night, I thought, I could read these headlines. If I had been unplugged, I could read these headlines and I would have absolutely no idea which was true and which was false. Okay? All right. So All right. I'm going to give you two okay. truths and a lie. Uh oh. Okay? okay? So I'm going to give you two headlines that are true. One is a lie. I'm going to do two and you sets want me of. To guess which is, I want you to guess. Oh, I'm God. not going to tell you. Uh, we'll reveal it here. I'm in a little a rusty related to reality I know. right now. Okay. You know? All right. Headline number one Yeah. Trump wants to buy Greenland. Headline number two, Trump suggests we nuke the hurricane. And headline number three, AOC triggered over a cardboard cutout. Well, that one sounds real to me. That one definitely sounds real to me. Um, before I give you the answer, I just have to say one thing about Trump, because when you're off the grid, 
you realize that not everyone is talking about Trump all no the time. No one. Almost no one is. Well, the funny thing is, so for a couple of the days, so I really, even though I wasn't online doing things, I was working in my own way, and as you know, my, my book got released right before mm -hmm. I left, and I was doing things related to that, and editing, and, and a bunch of other stuff. But for a couple of days, we went away, and we were at this resort, and I'm you know, doing the beach thing, and in the mornings, they would give all the people a, a sheet of paper with the news, uh, in whatever language people said, a French one, Italian one, English one. And the only thing I saw all month was I just saw two words, Trump vows, and then I looked away. And, and I just thought, whatever it is, vows to blow up Greenland or buy Greenland. <laughs> no, no, or, buy Greenland, but, but, blow but, up what, the hurricanes. But what, yeah, blow up hurricanes, whatever <laughs> it is, it's like, man, like it'll, it'll happen whether I pay attention or not. So to answer right. your question, Which will one? the cardboard cutout triggering AOC? That sounds very legit to me. Right, um, which could be... Trump, a trick. Trump tr saying he's going to blow up a hurricane sounds like the type of thing that he would say right. to trigger the entire media, and then right. they make it sound okay. like he thinks right. he can blow up hurricanes. Okay. And then the other one was that he said he's going to buy Greenland. Greenland. Yeah. That's funny to me. That one sounds like the, the hurricane one sounds so stupid that I think yeah. it's real. The uh -huh. AOC one sounds within pretty much yeah. Yeah. the rhythm okay. of everything. So you're going. Does. So I'm going Trump buying Greenland. Trump buying Greenland is false. Is false. Okay, we'll come back to that here in a second. <laughs> you're not going to tell second me. Second, not going to tell oh, you. Okay. Yet. Okay. The second, uh, yeah. second one. Study finds humans are biased against robots of color. Uh, headline number two, trans activist Jessica Yaniv, do you remember? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah she was. Uh, trans activist Jessica Nav uh, Yaniv tweets, she can't go into the pool today because her period started and she forgot her tampons. Or headline number three, <laughs> the internet. Uh, NYU Gender Studies Department says milking cows is like sexual assault and raping cows. Which one is real? Well, I feel like you're two real. a fast one, Ami. These are all uh -huh. real. That's what it sounds like to me. But, oh, God. Um, the Jessica Yaniv one, because that, that story about this... Waxing. Per, the, yeah, the yeah. wax, you know, suing somebody because yeah, yeah, yeah. of waxing. Mm -hmm. That sounds right to me. Like, that sounds within the realm of the insanity that that thing had been about, so I'll right, put that okay. one aside. All right, okay. Uh, give me, what was the first one? Uh, the uh, first one was uh, the Jessica Yaniv, oh. I think. Uh, no, no, no. It was, um, uh, study finds humans are biased on robots of color. Yeah, that sounds legit to me. There's definitely going to be okay. robot racism coming. Third and one, so one it's more the uh, NYU study that says milking cows is akin to rape. God, that sounds real too. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say milking cows. Okay, all right, right, all right. So now we'll put that Jesus at rest here. Jesus Christ, this just—I'm I, glad that you started this. Yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because that's not; those aren't really the insane ones. Oh, those weren't the big stories of the month. No, those were not the big stories yeah. of the month. They lasted, you know, a day maybe. Those yeah. aren't the big stories. Oh lord. So we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But first, you went. Can I say where you went? Uh, let's not say where okay. I went. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, you went to Greenland. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't hear. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, so you, you went away for two weeks. You were here for two weeks. Yeah. You shut it all off. I've tried to get my family to do it. And my wife will say to me, I can't. I have too much to do. I get all of my communication through here. Kids are doing blah, blah, blah. I say to her, just 10 years ago, we yep. were able to do all this. Yeah. 
can't get people to tune out. Well, that, I think, actually is the key to it. And I said that to a lot of people in this last month because everywhere I went, people couldn't believe that I was doing it. So no matter where, if I went to the supermarket, you're not going to believe this. When I went to the supermarket, I had to write on a piece of paper the things that I knew I had to buy because I didn't have a phone with me, a note section. So I would write, I would take a pen and a little notebook and I would write out lettuce, Mm-hmm. You know, chicken, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. And people would literally come up to me. I mean, this happened every day, no matter where I went, and say, "Come on, your phone's on you. I know your phone's on you." And I would be emptying my pockets. And I go, "I got nothing. I got a, I got a wallet. I did have my wallet." Um, I, but I, the, what I really realized is, I need a phone for GPS. I have no sense of direction. I could walk out of my own house and so, get lost uh, within that, a minute. That's one other thing yeah. I wanted to ask you. What's All of the, it. It's everything. The one thing that you're like, okay, okay. I, I have to, I can't wait until this comes back. So, so GPS, just in terms of like functioning as a person, now I do have GPS built into my car, so I was okay. So you use So that. I guess that if that's using the internet or okay. whatever that is. That's so using satellite. I did, right, so I did use that, but, okay. but that really was it. Um, but, but what your wife said, or what you said to your wife about the 10 years ago, this is how yeah. we all behaved, um, that really was like rattling in my brain a lot because we don't do a day without it now. And maybe some people do, right? Ben yeah. Shapiro does Sabbath off, Sabbath. so he's doing a 24-hour operation. Yep. And, you know, obviously people have religious reasons to do it or every now, you know, there are some detox, social media detox camps popping up and things like that. Um, but what I realized was, and this is, by the way, the third August that I've done this, but, you know, as my, whatever you want to call it, as my profile has increased or whatever, it's gotten increasingly harder because... Uh, I have more responsibilities now, and we just made a couple new hires this right, week that right. I'm going to talk about later, and, and a few other things. Um, but this, the never-ending need to be connected is the is the crazier part. It's not the it's not the GPS part. It's like this constant. You know, you go to the supermarket, and when you're checking out, nine out of ten times, you're most likely looking. I, I can only speak for myself. I'm most likely looking at my phone. And I'm not paying attention when the cashier says, mm-hmm. hi, how are you? And I'll just mumble something mm-hmm. back. So this is going to sound crazy, but just literally the amount of eye contact that I made with people, uh, you know, just in stores, saying hello to people, like just being, gen- you know, I'm, I'm, being pretty, present. I'm pretty friendly guy, you know, yeah. and I'm pretty, I think I'm yeah. pretty yeah, present yeah, 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 and all yeah. that. And especially when I'm in this room and I'm doing this, mm-hmm. I really can do it because you've mm-hmm. removed a lot of, you know, it's funny that thousands of people watch this, but it feels like we're alone, right? But like getting rid of that, that constant distraction, never going, oh, I tweeted something an hour ago, is the, is the mob coming for me? Yeah. Or any of those things. Um, even though I think generally I have a pretty healthy attitude toward it, but not thinking about any view counts or you know, likes. Did I'm you watching, find anything? Watching people liking things constantly while you're sitting on a beach and you're just waiting for the likes to roll in. So, so somebody one you of don't the things, really care about halfway across the world clicked the button. One of the things that has happened is Facebook is talking about getting rid of likes. Is, so okay, so that's that's real. real. That's real. That's real. They're real. talking about getting rid of likes. They're not. They haven't decided yet, but they're talking about getting rid of likes. Well, one of the things I was thinking about a lot about, and and this will get to something that I'm going to announce in the second half of all this is, like the the YouTube situation, for example, where we both put content on YouTube. We're streaming on YouTube right now. Um, you know, we're we're just outsourcing basically all of our creativity 
to, to these companies that we have, we really have no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. The more I stepped away from it, the more crystal clear it came. And you, and I think you and I are pretty much aligned on that. We don't want the government coming in and breaking up these nope. things. Although I do think there's an interesting argument now that the founders could have never envisioned a power greater than government. And perhaps Google is greater than government now. So I think there's philosophically some interesting yes. things to talk about there. Um, but what I realize is, is that you know, YouTube really is, all it is is a search engine that's, that's throwing videos at you. We have no idea how they're manipulating all of these things. And I know I was talking about all this stuff for the last year or two before, mm -hmm. but when you really step away from it and you start looking at and it. And you're out of the matrix. Yeah, when you're out of the matrix, right? You've, you've taken the red pill, you're walking around going, wow, look at all these zombies. I really was trying to think, well, how, how do we get clear information across and how do we make sure that the world isn't just absolutely divided by every difference that we have so and did you the, have a did you have a well i think we'll get to some of that i mean okay. i think uh i i there's a couple business things that i'm about to mm -hmm. embark on that i think are going to um heal some of that and, and it really more than anything else, as I said, I, I felt very, I just felt very appreciative all month. I, the people were nice. Every, I didn't have one bad experience, truly. I did not have one, um, I had two minor family health related things um, that, that are okay now, thank God. But I didn't have one negative experience with a human. I didn't have, you know, I didn't go to Ikea and anyone, you know, tell me to go fuck myself or whatever yeah. they're telling me on Twitter. Right. Like every experience, every person that came up to me, every person that I talked to about this or that, um, you know the the friendlier with waiters. I mean, just like little things like that. I think um, we have. I think I, I felt calmer. I feel calmer now. Although I can feel the I can feel the walls kind of coming in. You know? Oh, it's going to come in and slam. We're back. Yeah. yeah. We're back. You remember the scene in Star Wars where they're in the trash compactor? Uh, oh God! Soon the sludge Very boxer soon. is about to choke me yeah, and drag right. me under. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you you look at this, and you know, I took I took my son um, across country. We we drove across country um, for about a week and a half we were driving and I had the same thing. I didn't have a bad experience with anyone. And it really, I mean, I got here last night to Los Angeles, you know, me in the Los Angeles airport, yeah. you know, somebody says, Glenn Beck, you're like, that's not me. Yeah, yeah, and the guy said, Glenn Beck. And uh, he said, has anybody told you you look exactly like, like Glenn Beck? Beck yeah. And I said, I, yeah, I hear that all the time, that and Colonel Sanders. Yeah. And he said, no, you are the spinning, you're not Glenn Beck, are you? No, no. And uh, I said, no. And uh, he said, man, you look just like him. I was just watching him this morning, and so I was like, okay, well, maybe it's a friendly. I said, where are you from? He said, Orange County. And then I knew, okay, he's safe. He's okay. And Although Orange County uh, I know, to, it's starting to, to, to. I know, yeah. I know. Um, but... I haven't even, even in Los Angeles, people have been so great and so gracious on this trip out into Los Angeles. That's not the way it seems to be, but we yeah. are all plugged in to this machine. And that's what I'm saying. And we, it's not who we are. Well, and then the algorithms that are manipulating us to think different things, and we just, again, even though I, this is stuff that I've thought about for a long time and we've talked about on both of our shows, when you really step away from it, you think, well, this is just a search engine that's delivering you these things, or the way that we get any of this information, mm -hmm. or that we trust that you know the Twitter feed is mm -hmm. in manipulating us this way, or shadow banning us this way, or that this video is getting out to the right person this way. We have, we have outsourced so much 
of our ability to think clearly, not because we can't think about things or we don't want to. That's the other thing that I really realized. People really, really want to start thinking clearly again. I mean, that's why I wrote my book and I think that's why it did pretty well nine months mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. it's even on the shelves. And that's really like, I, I know like I am dedicating the rest of my life to this. That, that kept popping up into me. Like, you know, like, you know when you're just sort of, yeah. you're on the right path and mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna make mistakes along the way and mm-hmm. all of that, but that, that people would come up, so I'll tell you this, this is gonna sound, I'm just gonna, it's gonna sound disgustingly self-aggrandizing, but when I came back from this trip that I went on, I was getting through customs here at LAX and the border agent, I handed him my passport and he did a double take and he took his glasses off. He, was, he had sunglasses on, I think. He took his sunglasses off and he looked me right in the eye and he said, Dave Rubin, you're an American hero. Did you know that it takes police almost an hour to respond to a home security alarm? They think it's a false alarm, so it's moved to the bottom of the list as in not a priority. Meanwhile, your house could be ransacked. Make your home safety a priority with Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe has video verification technology which helps police get on the scene up to 3.5 times faster. Simply Safe can visually confirm that a break-in is happening and give police precise information about where an intruder is in your home and if they're armed. Simply Safe also protects every door, window, and room with 24/7 professional monitoring. Have real peace of mind of knowing Simply Safe is protecting your home and your family. Simply Safe makes it easy on you with no contract, no hidden fees, or fine print. Around-the-clock monitoring starts at just $15 a month. And for my listeners, Simply Safe has a huge deal going on right now. Go to simplysafe.com/ruben and get free shipping and a money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com/ruben today. simplysafe.com/ruben. Support for the Rubin Report comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home is so much more than a house, it's your own little slice of heaven. That's why when you find the perfect place for you and your family, getting a mortgage shouldn't get in the way. Imagine how it feels to have an award-winning team by your side through every step of the mortgage process. It's awesome and it's exactly what you get with Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Their team of mortgage experts is obsessed with finding a better way, which means that their number one goal is to make the home buying process smoother for you. Quicken Loans has helped millions of Americans achieve their dream of home ownership, and when you're ready to purchase the home of your dreams, they can help you too. Their team cares about getting you home. That's why J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination nine years in a row and highest in mortgage servicing six years in a row. When you work with them, you get more than just a loan because Rocket Mortgage is more than just a lender. Get started online at Rocket mortgage.com slash Ruben, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030, J.D. Power disclaimer. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Push button, get mortgage, and now back to the show. I do not think of myself as a hero in any way mm-hmm. or anything even remotely close to that. Mm-hmm. But he said, what you're doing for free speech and blah, blah, blah. And I just thought, this I shouldn't be, I don't think I'm a hero and I shouldn't be a hero, you know what I mean? But like, I think this has changed, Dave. When I first got into radio, I had to go take a test at the FCC. I had to go then find a job with a corporation. And then I had to be, hope to be discovered. It's kind of like with comedy, you hope yeah. that somebody's gonna walk in and discover. And you have to go through all these gates. 
Now you don't have to. Yeah. So there are, I, I really think there's no one hero anymore. There's a collection yeah. of, it's happening all over the world. Yeah. I was just in Australia, meeting people in Australia the same way. It's, everyone's doing their part and soon I think we're gonna see how they all kind of snap together and that wave changes the course. Well, that was the other cool part of what happened to me in this past year. You know, I went on tour with Jordan Peterson yeah. for a hundred, I think I did 110 of the 130 shows, something like that. We wow. did, you know, two dozen countries. And when we were in Australia or whether we were in, uh, you know, Sweden or Canada, the idea that we're talking to these audiences and remove me altogether, forget what I was doing. Jordan, he goes up there, a different hour and a half lecture about existentialism or religion or the nature mm -hmm. of reality or politics or media or whatever else, but a different lecture every night, stretching the limits of what he can think about and what he can do and trying to be true. And through doing that, the amount of people that he changed. You were you were at the show in Dallas. Yeah, and it was I, I mean I'm I hope I'm not embarrassing you, but you you cried after. You you came into yeah. the you came into the dressing room after and you had tears in your eyes. Yeah. Because it was it it was I can't remember exactly what I said, but I I realized that the people in the audience were so hungry for someone to say, it's okay to think differently. It's okay. You're smart enough to figure this out and it's okay to be different. And I, I saw that wash over this audience and I remembered my time at Yale where I had a professor say the same thing. He's, I had so such low self-esteem of my intellect, and he said we were. He asked me out to lunch because we had an argument in class about something, and I said, "No, you told me not to read that guy. You told me to read this book, and I did. Now answer my question about this guy." Yeah. And he said, "See me after class." He said, "What are you doing here?" And I told him, "I'm just trying to figure out life." And at one point, he reached over and he grabbed my hand and he said, "You know, you're smart enough to be here, right?" And I didn't. Yeah, That's what I felt that. with Jordan Peterson. We're being told all the time, we're racist, we're xenophobes, we're horrible people, we're white or black, and that means something. That's not who we are, and we're getting constantly told this. It's time for somebody just to say, you're smart enough, you're decent enough, you're good enough, here's some thoughts that you probably, you, some of you might understand, some of you might get 60% of, but that 60% is, you're thinking. That's what I want to be part of. I yeah, mean, that's, me what I that's what I want to do. It's what I've been trying to do, and it's absolutely what yeah. I'm going to double down on going forward. You know, I'm not, I could look at a lot of the books that I have on this set of, of great thinkers. You know, there's Neil Ferguson and Peter Thiel and Steven Pinker and all of these great people. And, and Bob know, Saget. I, and, and Bob Saget. And Let's Bob not Saget. forget that's, about yeah. Bob Saget. Right, that's a right. A great man. That's right. Um, he is a great man. Um, but, you know, I want to keep helping people like that. And it doesn't have to be people that are just Harvard professors or big TV stars sure. or whatever. I, there are so many more people out there that want to get these ideas across. Mm -hmm. And somehow through over the last five or whatever years, by me just talking about what my own evolution was, I created something that we're sitting in my mm -hmm. garage right now. And, it, and, it, and it's pretty cool. It's um, a pretty nice garage. It's not bad for a garage, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, again, just to jump back to that, that 10 year thing about how much everything's changed, um, it's just also about the rate of speed that it's changing mm. at. We have no idea, Jordan actually talked about this a little bit in some of the shows, we have no idea, this thing that I haven't had on me for the last 33 days, 
how fast be, being slammed with so much information mm-hmm. and, and real news and fake news mm-hmm. and manipulated bots and the rest of it, how much it is changing us so quickly that I don't think we've even come close to realizing no. what it's going to do to us. And that's the thing. I mean, twi- you know, I'm not that old. I'm, I turned in June, I turned 43. 43 or 44? How old am I? 43. <laughs> and, uh, geez, I really... I know. I turned 43 and, you know, I told the story a couple times, but I remember the first time I saw the, the internet in pictures. I, at first, I, rem- I remember a vague thing at the beginning of college when it was, uh, this around 94, and it was just text. I had an email address that was just a bunch of numbers. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. But I remember sophomore year of college, kid down the hallway starts screaming, he's on the internet, he's on the internet. And I go, a bunch of us go into his room and, and there's the computer and it has a Yankees logo and a Royals logo. It says Yankees three, Royals one. And I swear to God, I remember saying to him, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Cause it was like, why wouldn't I watch SportsCenter to figure that out in two hours? Mm-hmm. That was roughly 20 years ago, you know, barely. So it's like, this thing is happening so fast. And, but it's not just that it's happening fast. We don't know how to behave with it, you know? And it's like, that's the other you thing know, about the destruction part of all of this. I was, I, I was, having, um, I was having lunch with, um, a big, a, in regards to something else that I'll talk to you about that's, that's happened here just in the last few days. I was with Jason Blum. You know who he yeah. is from Blumhouse, yeah. Yeah, okay? Yeah. We were having lunch, and we don't agree on a lot. We love each other. I mean, the first time, I think I had 20 minutes, he said, his secretary said in his office, this is like 10 years ago, we ended it. She came in. She's like, it's 530. He's got to go. And he's like, no, no, we're good. Six o'clock. He's got to go. No, we're good. We ended up having dinner at a steakhouse until like two o'clock in the morning. Love the guy. Just a different thinker, an innovative guy. Yeah. Breaks all the rules. We're sitting and, and um, talking about how crazy it is that we, we can't talk to each other, and we're allowing these fringes. If you look at the world as like a football field, you got 15% yeah. on the uber left and 15% on the uber right, and the rest of everybody on the field is like, really, we have to follow these guys? I don't agree with either of those guys. Yeah. And it's not that you're a mushy middle. You'll have real passions, but you're not the crazies. And we're, we're listening to those crazies because they now have a microphone. Those people always exist. They were, they were Bob down at the corner of our street that we told our kids, hey, I don't know, Bob's a little weird, don't talk to Bob, okay? But we, you know, we'd pass him and go, hey, hey, Bob, and we'd never <laughs> talk to Bob. Right. Now Bob. Now Bob's got now Bob's subscribers got, on YouTube. Right, yeah. and he's found all the other Bobs in our neighborhood. Yeah. Let him talk. We don't, we don't need to pay attention to them. We don't have to pay any attention or give them any regard. We used to pass them. They still had those views. We just passed them. Yeah. The, the, the problem with that, though, is that the institutions that we should trust have become so corrupt that when you hear Bob screaming something crazy, often it's as truthful as what the institutions are, are yes. telling you, right? So like the New York Times, for example, that, and I see this now because they've gone after me a couple of times and you know the article about the radicalization mm-hmm. to the alt-right and mm-hmm. my picture, my yeah, big head mm-hmm. right there and my dad who is, who's a, a New York liberal for the last, you know, a subscriber mm-hmm. of the New York Times for over 45 years has to open up the Sunday Times while he's getting a bagel in Long Island and one of his friends come up to him and say, David's all right? I mean, that literally yeah, happened. Right. So when the institutions are crumbling to the point that they're peddling nonsense like that, well, the more they do that, 
then Bob starts looking kind of sane. And I think that that will be, it will definitely be my challenge. And I think it'll be the challenge for you and for, for any of us that care about what we're talking about here to, to reset well, the some cha- of this. No, I think it's, no, I think it's up to the American people to reset it and to say, okay. Well, we gotta, we gotta illuminate take, a path maybe. Yeah, I know, but we, we, all we have to do is speak the truth and then ask them to go do their own homework and yeah. reject things that sound too good or make you feel so good. That's probably not entirely true. You, you mean know? not everyone who disagrees with you politically is automatically That's racist. a weird but thing, that, isn't that it? That seems so easy I, and right. I know. You're telling me that I know. that's possibly not true? You know Bridget Phetasy. Yeah. She was in my studio a couple weeks ago. I just did her, something yeah. else that's developed. Yeah. Just did her podcast. My podcast on Bridget's podcast, me being interviewed by her, was banned from Facebook this weekend because it violated the community standards wait, of wait, Facebook. Wait, wait, wait. You going on her podcast, which, Me. She, which she then posted on her Facebook right. page. Right, correct. Yeah. Have, you, have you heard Bridget's podcast? Yeah. I mean, I know community standards from the FCC side. That's, I mean, I listened to her that, that's violating those community standards. I said nothing, yeah. nothing controversial in it. I'm banned. That's craziness. That's yeah. craziness. They, they're coming for us. And that sounds paranoid. It sounds kind of paranoid. It sounds kind of paranoid, I know. Trust me, I didn't like that thought. Every, you know, one of the things I noticed was when you take some time off and you, and you can just kind of think a little bit, yeah. not, not just be slammed by information all the time, I did feel a little bit like my brain was just kind of purging nonsense. There were a couple times during the month that like an old song would pop in my head that I haven't thought of in forever. I'd be like, why did that just pop in my head? It's because my brain was actually able to get rid of some, some of right. the garbage, um, but, but related to what you just said about, about Bridget and, and podcasts and the It's like, well, why are we giving them so much power? What? Well, I've, I've got an answer yeah. to some of that right here. That okay. I'm going to talk about a little bit later. All right. So can we get into the let's get news into a little bit? Let's get into stuff. the stuff. So, let's get into the news. So we could be at World War III. You might tell me that right now, in which case. So I'm if, I, if I'm we were in World War III, I don't think I'd be here <laughs> having a casual chat. Actually, the uh, garage is quite secure. Well, it does seem it. Uh, okay. First, let's start with. Uh, oh, wait. Can I just say one other thing? So the last thing that I remember, just to give people a little context about you know, timing and everything. Yeah. The last story that I saw before I shut down the whole thing mm-hmm. was that Mario Lopez of Saved by the Bell, and I believe Extra is the TV show he's on. Was banned or something? He, he did something truly hateful. He said to Candace Owens, of all people, he said to Candace Owens on her show that uh, four-year-olds that say they're transgender, right. parents should right. probably think about that a little bit before yeah. necessarily endorsing it or whatever. Yeah. And and it was his apology that was the last thing I heard. Not the, mm. not the he obviously well, said they something didn't ex- that we all know to be true, but his apology was right. the last thing that I heard. They didn't accept it and they executed him. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> they take it the same, it just went away. Even the same I mean, like the we, repeats are It's like the people get up every day and like, who shall we destroy today? Yeah. That was his day. That was his they day. destroyed him on that day and then we moved on and we haven't thought yeah. about him since. Um, okay. Yes. So here are the headlines. Trump buys Greenland. What did you say? True or false? I think that was the one that I yeah, said. Yeah, he said he wants to buy Greenland. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. In he fact, wants, all of so it, Trump wants I to buy did Greenland. do that. Uh, you said all of those were true. They were all true. He said. Well, the bombing the hurricane just was like, that's so obvious because that's the, yeah. You know, why can't we lob a nuke in there? 
because it doesn't work that way. Okay, he moved on, but the press yeah. loved yes, it. Yes, yes. Just loved it. Wait, wait, wait. He wants to buy Greenland. And you know what? It actually, he's not the only president who's tried it. Truman, I think, was the last one. It might have been Eisenhower, but I think it was Truman. He was the last one. It's all kinds of rich with all kinds of uh, uh, minerals, et cetera, et cetera. But what he really wants, we already have air bases up there. It goes way into the Russian airspace. And we were looking at that apparently as the base, sounds so crazy, for the Space Force. Where do you buy Greenland? Is it on Denmark? Denmark. Now here's what happened. (laughs) So Denmark, it's not for sale, but it's run by Denmark, okay? Uh, I don't know if you've heard this, but Denmark, you know, it's not a big country. Yeah, no. We've got lots of money because we can print it in our basements. Yeah. So uh, he's, he just blurted out in a speech, you know what? I think we should look at buying Denmark. I mean, uh, buying uh, Greenland. And people were like, That's, he's seri- is he serious? Uh, he was serious. He then said, I'm on my way over to see the queen or whoever, you know, Princess Ella, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, what's her name from Frozen? Yeah, yeah. yeah Elsa, that Elsa, Elsa she's running Green uh, or uh, Denmark. He said, I'm going over, I wanna meet with her. Not about Greenland, but some other things too. And uh, she immediately tweeted, it's not for sale. We're not interested in this. And he said, he comes out and he said, that's great. Uh, at least she's honest in her business dealings. She didn't string us along. She just said, no, we're moving on. Do you realize that the news has become an episode of Veep? Did you watch Veep on HBO uh-huh. with uh, uh-huh. Julia Louis Drive? It's like that uh-huh. sounds like an episode of Veep. The whole thing sounds like an episode of some comedy or horror show. Right. The the entire world is that So way. wait, I just just to understand this a little better. So when Trump said it though, it was just one of the sort of slightly off the sarcastic, cuff. off the cuff, nonsensical yeah. things that he, he said. He said it and then I think he said it in a meeting. He said, like the, yeah. like the nuke, the hurricanes thing. He said it in a meeting, and, you know, everybody's leaking. And so he said in the meeting, and somebody said, and this guy wants to buy Greenland. And he just got on Twitter and was like, yeah, I do. It's a good, it's a good deal. It's, think of it as a great real estate investment. It actually, I know a lot of people made fun of it. I actually kind of liked it. It kind of yeah. made me feel good. It kind of made me feel like, yeah, okay. That's, I guess it's, that's better a smart... than, it's better than invading countries, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, seems better. Uh, we're also negotiating with the Taliban. Looks like we are at the end. In 15 months, all troops will be out of Afghanistan. Well, that would be absolutely amazing. I'm actually It'd be great. I'm thrilled to hear that. You, I mean, I'm sure the, you know this, but it's the longest war in American oh, yeah. history. Yeah, I know. It's crazy war. what's yeah. going on. Donald Trump's been saying it forever. The media should be celebrating. Or what, how are they painting it? We're cutting and running. We're leaving them. I yeah, mean, the we're, we have that, no negotiation power. Why are we? Why is Trump doing this? He's given away all of our power. All of this stuff. I mean, it's see, nuts. See, a story like that is where you really see the the absurdity of the media, right? Like getting out of Afghanistan, which should every lefty in their right mind should be for every everyone. Period. Should, we don't know why we're there. The 9/11 hijackers weren't from there. I understand why you'd want to get rid of the Taliban because of oppression of their own people and all that kind of stuff. But you know, also 9/11 was you know 18 plus years ago. Um, but that type of story where leaving war, right? That's what the left likes to get out of wars, right? They're the peace people. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what they say? Mm-hmm. You got to be all about that, but Trump has created this situation where the media and otherwise somewhat clear-thinking people can take any position on anything as long as it's counter to him. It, it's, I mean, it's just sort of a 
fascinating psychological. Were you here essay. when he said we're not going to bomb Iran? I think he's been saying that for a while. No, no, no. no okay, so maybe this is side. I mean, I've got. Yeah, I mean, I look how many that, that didn't <laughs> even make the cut. Yeah. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was in July, but it may have been in August. Um, Iran um, uh, took over a couple of ships. They fired shots. Oh, he, and then he called off a strike. He called at the off last a that, that was one of the last things right. that I saw okay. too. Right. So, where's the press on that one? Yeah. They're still calling him a warmonger. The guy said, "No, I don't. I don't want to. I don't think this is reciprocal. I don't think this is is, is balanced at all. Uh, no, don't want to do it." That's a good thing. You know, it's funny. One of the last interviews I did before I left, I had Marianne Williamson on, and I'm sure we're going <laughs> to. She's sure, still she's still in. in. She's still in. Yeah. Are they all still in? No. Oh, I will. Oh, I you're will tell get to you. It? Okay. Get to it. But but real quick on that, I asked when I had uh, Williamson on. Um, I asked her about. Trump calling off that strike. I said, does he deserve any credit? And she basically said no. And I thought, and I treated How? her with the same respect I treat everybody else. All my interviews, that's her opinion, that's fine. But I thought, this is the inherent problem. If, if another, your president had called off the strike, you'd be saying he deserves a Nobel Prize. Mm-hmm. But the guy you hate calls off a strike because he didn't want something like 200 civilians to be killed. That's mm-hmm. called a good thing. Now you take the position, no, he doesn't deserve any credit for it. And it's that sort of constant Dishonesty. It, it's that constant dishonesty that's keeping us going around mm-hmm. in, in this, uh, it's like a planet that's like looping around something that just keeps getting faster and faster. I know you, you know? feel the same way. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I said, how is it that if you say one thing, there's lots of stuff about Donald Trump that I like, okay? Lots of stuff I really don't like. I take it piece by piece. It's like a Trump smorgasbord. I'll take a little of that, none of that, yeah. and some of this. He's our president, so I'll judge him on what he's doing. You say one thing against him, and you're for the slaughterhouse on yeah. one side. You say one thing for him, and you are the biggest Trump supporter. Yeah. I, why can't we start looking at things and saying, you know what? This was a good move. I don't agree with him on a lot of things. That's a good move. You can watch videos when the Trump thing just started, right? When it just started. And I think you were adamantly against Trump at the time, right? At the beginning, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can watch videos just when it started, when I still considered myself a big lefty and all that, where I was saying in in my direct messages, I kept saying, you know, if you keep calling this guy a Nazi, who's probably just kind of a New York corrupt businessman, who's, you know, trying to, Mm -hmm. you know, get some power here, whatever it is. If you keep calling him a Nazi, it's not what you're doing to him that's going to be the problem. It's what you're doing to yourself. Because if you keep saying, this guy's Hitler, well, now you've really painted yourself into a corner. Because now Hitler does some good things, right? The economy's kind of chugging along. We might get out of Afghanistan. We're not bombing Iran. You know, mm-hmm. tax mm-hmm. cuts. We've mm-hmm. deregulated some stuff. Some things that most of Americans think are pretty good. Well, you can't suddenly be like, ah, you know, that Hitler guy. I've been, Yeah, you know, Hitler pretty, did make the Autobahn. kind of... No. Right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, right. No one credits Hitler for the auto. Correct. It was his, but I'm not going to give him credit for it. But but that sort of, that absurd, over-the-top way of categorizing people, especially Trump, but I I don't, hopefully we won't spend too much time on Trump here, but that thing where they do that with everything Mm -hmm. creates, it's not that, it's not what you're doing to that person, it's what you're doing to yourself. You're putting yourself in a prison. By doing that, you're putting yourself in an ideological. Well, they've upped it. How do you? Yeah, all right. So what they do? What now? CNN uh, was totally fine. Defended a guest that said Donald Trump 
Now, this, I believe, was a psychiatrist from maybe John Hopkins. Well, CNN should have more psychiatrists. Yeah. I think we can agree said on that. that he's crazy. He's crazy. And he, he has the potential of killing more people than Hitler, Stalin, and Mao combined. Okay, so CNN puts this person on. Yeah. No pushback. See, this is... <laughs> Well, Welcome this, back. This is CNN. Um, yeah. Th- this is not news, and that's what people really need to understand. This is not news. I'm not perfect what I do in this room, and I'm sure I've but dropped what you the ball and I on, do, What on, you and I do are opinions. Yeah. We, we are paid to filter through all the crap and say, this you should pay attention to, this you shouldn't, and encourage our audience to do their own homework, and if I got it wrong, let me know, yeah. you know, or dismiss me as a coop because you've done your homework. But isn't it interesting that News that, is not supposed to be that way. Not, well, not, right. So A, that's not news, right? Now, CNN can put on right. whatever they want, right? But it's, it's guised in that this is some sort of authoritarian, authoritative news uh, mm-hmm. source when it's not. What it is is it's keeping people hysterical. So I hear that. That's like you immediately say it to me. It, it sounds hilarious. It's hilarious because it should be an idiocracy too. Yes. But it shouldn't be in reality. If you love to cook, then you know that the right cookware is as important as the right ingredients. Better tools equal better food. That's the science behind Maiden, a line of cookware so amazing, it's used by world-famous chefs like Tom Colico, Grant Ackett's, and Brooke Williams. All of Maiden's pots, pans, carbon steel, and chef's knives are made by the best cookware makers from the US and France. Now, I love to cook, and Maiden made a difference in how I cook. But the best part about Maiden It's accessible and affordable with fair pricing, free shipping, free returns, 24-7 customer support, and a lifetime guarantee on all their products. Everybody should have great cookware, and you can with Made In. Take your cooking to the next level today. Go to madeincookware.com slash Ruben and use promo code Ruben for 15% off your first purchase, excluding kits. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com slash Ruben promo code Ruben for 15% off your first purchase. Madeincookware.com slash Ruben promo code Ruben. As I travel around the country, the most frequent question I get is how can I make my political views heard without putting my livelihood at risk? If you've ever wondered this, I've got your answer. Introducing Civics, an easy to use grassroots app that turns every smartphone user into a lobbyist. If you can swipe right or swipe left, you can use Civics. It's that simple to start learning about the legislation that could govern your life. Within the coming weeks, Civics will enable you to sort, filter, like, or dislike all of the bills being considered by Congress that you care about or oppose. You'll be able to receive notifications as they route through Congress and even crowdfund contributions to politicians based on legislation rather than through political parties, bundlers, lobbyists, or broad special interest groups that will not reflect the specific legislation that you value. Passionate about gun laws? There are over a dozen bills going through Congress as we speak that could affect U.S. gun ownership. Wishing the feds would finally legalize cannabis? Well, there are bills in the Senate right 
now related to THC and CBD products. You can even use the Civics app to easily find the proposed legislation that covers gun rights for medical marijuana users. How about that? Special interest groups and billionaires can spend millions to make their voice heard. Now, the crowdfunded Civics community gives you a seat at the table. Download Civics in the Apple App Store today and join the nonpartisan Civics community. That's C-I-V-X in the Apple App Store. Just download the app to get started. Civics, let's crowdfund democracy now. And now back to the show. So it's like for two years, let me get this straight, for two years, Rachel Maddow could keep pushing the Russia hoax thing, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, does she get banned or, I don't want her to be banned, but like, did advertisers pull out? I don't know, maybe. maybe No, no, she hasn't. No, she hasn't. But the point is that you can peddle all sorts of nonsense and you can say Trump has the psychological uh, makeup to to murder hundreds of millions of people. And there's no pay, there's no payback. There's no, there's no risk on one side, but on the other side, there's a hell of a lot. Now you're going to tell me. uh, No, I was just going to tell you, I can't find it in here. It may not have made the cut, Um, but the New York Times this month. Uh, it was revealed uh, through, uh, I think, correspondence and uh, and memo form. I'm not sure, but it was their plan. And they said phase one was Trump and Russia. Just run with Trump and Russia. We're about to enter phase two. And now phase two, they've got a new plan. I can't remember what it is, but they have a new plan. Meaning this is like a directive. This is a directive to all of the reporters. This is how we're going to get him. Yeah. That's not news. That's not news. That's not news. That's not even a good opinion site. And, and, you know, I always say this, but it's like, that's why what I said earlier about the, the, the institutions, I don't want the New York Times to crumble. I would prefer it didn't. I would prefer it did its job so that we could make a distinction between the pretty decent things, you know, because if we have no, let's say we have no level of gatekeeping whatsoever Mm -hmm. and no authoritative, somewhat trustworthy Mm -hmm. sources, then we're really screwed because then Bob, who you were talking about, everyone's Bob. And then it's like, well, how are we going to ever trust anything in this world? How are we going to ever trust an election result or or absolutely anything? I've talked about this for years on my show. The the special forces told me in 2006, I said, what's the the thing that keeps you guys up at night? This is special forces headquarters. They said the Bubba effect. And I said, what the hell's the Bubba effect? And they said, when Bubba decides, you know, the government has lied to us, the media has lied to us. This 2006. Everybody's lied to us. And yeah, Bubba sees a guy coming in and he's a Sikh and he's got a turban and there's just been another bad bombing or something and he takes it out and shoots the guy with a turban. Everyone in the town knows Bubba is wrong. But when the feds come in, everyone in town says, He's ours to deal with. Mm-hmm. You people have been lying, and you people have stirred Bubba up to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that was their biggest concern coming in 2006. I think we're there. I think that's Trump is not the disease. Trump is a symptom. A symptom. Absolutely. Brexit is not the disease. It's a symptom, and it's happening all around the world. You know, it's interesting. So Brexit, I got to tell you something funny. So uh, two days ago or three days ago, uh, the the only thing that I did that was sort of semi-grid was that I went to Candace Owens' wedding. Now, I know people don't like that I'm friends with Candace, Mm -hmm. but I am friends with Candace, and she's a great girl. And uh, I went to her wedding in Virginia, and at her wedding, 
Nigel Farage and Larry Elder and Dennis Prager and a whole bunch of political people. And it's two days before I'm trying to stay off the grid and there was this rumor that Trump was gonna be there. And I had to go up to every person at that wedding. Nigel, Nigel Farage, I swear on my life. Oh, I'd Nigel love Farage, to talk to he Nigel. He came up to me, to yeah. say, we, we've met a couple yeah, yeah, times. Yeah. He came love up him. to me to start talking about Brexit and mm -hmm. I said, sorry, I can't talk. I mean, that's, so do that's you know how, what's happened in Great Britain at all? Did he no, get tipped? No, he, he started so saying something about Brexit. And then they I said, had an election. Wait, they had another, in the last month, they had an election? They had an election of a new prime minister. Well, so I know Boris Johnson. Okay, so you yeah, know so Boris was, Johnson. Was, okay, that was, that was heavy July, right, okay, yeah. right at the end. Yeah. Um, all right, so now he has, uh, I think it's called prorogue. Uh, he has asked the queen to disband parliament and Parliament is, has been disbanded by the Queen for five weeks. And England, the left, the Labour Party, is all upset. They're saying this is unprecedented. It really happens every year. They take about two weeks where the Prime Minister says, it's prorogue and we're going to disband, so you guys can take care of the local things. We're not going to talk about national things. You take care of the things you have to in your so own meaning, district. Yeah, go home to your own district, clean up. Yeah, and just, you can be here, but we're not meeting on anything. So they do that every year for They do weeks? that every year yeah. for one to two weeks. Okay. The most I think has ever been done is four weeks and maybe... Maybe that was in World War II. He's just done it for five weeks. And um, the Labor Party doesn't like it because they're saying... Let me guess, let me guess. He's a fascist. Yes, I, yes. Well, I, don't, it was a I still coup. got it, huh? It was a coup. Yeah. So they're claiming that it's a coup. He says, no, we can't get any deal from Europe if we have Congress, or I mean Parliament, constantly telling them... They need to understand, I'm serious, I'm gonna pull us out of the EU. It's the only way they're gonna offer any kind of deal better than what we have, is if they know, I've got a little bit of a twitchy eye and I just might do it. I think he's right. Yeah. Well, look, the Brexit thing, so, I, so I'm guessing this is now being framed as, okay, so he's a fascist, the racists are all about it. Well, it the, was for about Because Because I week. assume the Brexit people are, the people that supported Brexit are probably supporting yes. this. So right? it's about, it, it, it was yeah. like that for about a week, and then we moved on to destroy something else. Yeah. So but, but it, for a so week there, it was bad. But are they in the midst of this yes. right now? Yeah. So they're in week two. It just happened, like, I think last week. You know so it's, it's, it's still new, but it's over. You know what's going to happen? Five weeks are going to go by. Hopefully, some of those members of parliament will have gone back to their districts and done some of the things that you'd like them to do, like where I live in, L in L.A., off my exit over here by mm -hmm. the 405. I would love them to clean up. There's a lot of homeless trash at it the exit. It is horrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad here in L.A., right? I've been here, uh, it was a year ago that I was here. It's already changed. It, this is horrible. It, it has gotten significantly worse here. I would love to... Uh, and David has actually caught, contacted our local congressman because there's a trash compactor, basically a dump by our by our exit over here. But I bet you what's going to happen is in five weeks, some of those guys are going to go back to their districts. They're going to clean up some stuff, and fascism is not going to arise because some politicians went back to their districts to talk to the people they're voted. I mean, it's well, just fascism. Like, oh. or fascism, I think, arises because fascism is mostly local politics. Yeah, right. Fascism, I think, arises when people feel like they can't trust anybody and th that the government isn't listening. And so then the government has to use a strong arm to do things. And that's what's happening. Now, now the Labor Party is saying, well, that was an old election that voted for Brexit. That's not what the people want today. Maybe we should have another election. That 
is what when we had an election and we voted the Tea Party members in and they almost all of them betrayed the American people when we elected Democrats or Republicans and put them in the House and the Senate and the White House and then they still didn't do anything about Obamacare done that's why you that's why a lot of people say i like donald trump he's burning it all down you know what's interesting though it's it is both sides on that because you could even think to obama's first two years when he had correct he had the senate he had the congress and he could have passed obamacare that way and he didn't and he waited until after that so they they all they all do it but i i think the brexit thing um which i was thinking a lot about the last couple days because because farage was there it's like if they don't do it now, I know I would have been for it if I lived there from everything I understand about Brexit because I, like you, I'm a small government guy and I would want the power to be back within my sovereign nation, right? Yeah, but and if, then my if, local community. Uh, yeah, but if they don't do it after the votes and the re-votes and everything else, Bad. What, what does that say to the future of Western democracy? What does that say when, when France has a vote that doesn't go the way that the powers that be want? Correct. What does it happen when it happens here? Correct. It, That's it's the same crazy. story all around the world. Yeah. By the way, Hong Kong. Hong oh, Kong, God, the are they rioters. not exporting plastic toys anymore? <laughs> no, like, not China, Hong Kong. Yeah. The people in the millions are in the streets. Uh, they have been protesting peacefully. They took over the airport for a while. They had to shut it down. Um, Chinese military gathering on the border. Um, they have already sent troops in. Yesterday they said um, that um, those who are protesting, the end has come. So they're basically protesting China rule over... They, there was this really weird story. This guy went over to Taiwan and he killed his girlfriend. They went on this trip. She said, hey, by the way, I'm pregnant and it's not your child. He freaked out. He killed her. Okay. Then he put her in the suitcase. Then he drove around Taiwan, found a place, um, dumped her body, took her credit card, took some money, got on a plane, went back to Hong Kong. Well, by the time he landed in Hong Kong, Taiwanese police found it and went, wait a minute, dead body, where's the boyfriend? Tracked him back to Hong Kong. Well, Hong Kong does not have any extradition with, with uh, Taiwan. So the guy was getting away with it. So China said, we'll extradite him. We'll try him in China. Well, then the Hong Kong people said, wow. whoa, 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 wait. We don't want any extradition stuff because you'll just start scooping people up off the street. That's pretty fascinating. No matter how evil what just happened went down, we're going to defend our sovereignty. Yeah, and nobody really pays attention to what really started it. Yeah. But when you see it was a murder, an ugly, grisly murder that started it, and now it has turned into just basic human rights of we want to be free. And China, they've they've the, in the protest, they take these green lasers. And they're doing this to confuse all of the security cameras because, and they're all wearing masks. They look like Antifa, yeah. but they're not. And they're wearing masks because all of the cameras are printing who they are. So how is the media framing this thing? Right um, you know, they made another statue of the Statue of Liberty like they did in Tiananmen Square. Um, they, in, in one of the most remarkable scenes I have seen in a long time, uh, they stood together and they were waving the American flag. Wow. And they sang our Star Spangled Banner. They were begging us to notice them. So Trump, I'm sure now, is giving the people of Hong Kong some support, right? Some, at least verbally? Really? Mm-mm. Staying out of it. 
He said, I hope things end peacefully. We're always for freedom for all sides. But when you look at it, unless you want to get involved, and I don't, yeah. what do we do? We're at this place. I, I, I wish he was more vocal about it because that's the way Reagan and Pope John Paul and Margaret Thatcher collapsed the Soviet Union, is they spoke that way. But at yeah. the same time, China has uh, retaliated on our tariffs. Trump took our tariffs up. Uh, um, uh, um, Apple and everybody took it up another, I think it's 25% now. Horrible. We are now approaching Smoot-Hawley record mm -hmm. uh, levels of, of tariffs. China said, oh, really? We'll do this. And they put, I don't remember what it was, 80 billion or some ungodly number. We've kind of backed away from each other here for a minute, but if this isn't solved, this is not good for either of us. China just printed $50 trillion of currency. 50, the whole, if you stack all the money in the world up, all the cash in the world, that is 60 trillion. They just printed 50 trillion and dumped it into half of it into their economy and half of it into our Wall Street. So is this thing still burning this hot right now? Yes. Did this happen in the last couple of days? Yeah, it's uh, been happening in the last two weeks, maybe, last week and a half, yeah. two what, weeks. What'll be interesting, I mean, this is, I can only comment at, at from a sort of, you know, sky level would be, it'll be interesting to see how the media either keeps things going or just drops it all together. Because one, one of the things that I think all the time is that one of the, the media's biggest failures, it's not just the misreporting and, and lying and misquoting and all that, it's what they choose not to cover. So then something happens somewhere in Hong Kong or in China or in Taiwan or anywhere else, Greenland or Denmark, we know nothing about what their political system is. We know nothing about their cultural system, the, the religious norms, any of those things. But then every, I'm sure everyone on Twitter is now an expert in Taiwanese politics, right? Or in Hong Kong, no, the politics it's of pretty Hong much, Kong. And, it's pretty much being, Hong Kong paid attention to. I think it wasn't a lead story, you know, with the people. I think people are so sick of, of the wars. Yeah. They were like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? We're we gonna take on China too? So I don't think people felt like there was anything they could do. I think their thoughts and prayers are with the people yeah. of Hong it, it's Kong. It's interesting but for the Liberty crew, don't you think? Because for a guy like you that doesn't want to be an interventionist, but you care about liberty and you care about individual freedoms and all of that, that you said, well, you'd want Trump maybe to be a little bit more like Reagan or Thatcher. No, just in his speech, it, just, just speech. empowering by speech. But you can't do it just by speech because there has to be something behind it. There has to be the idea that something could be behind it, right? So, it, so it's an odd, I find that to be one of the interesting most interesting sort of, or rich places for libertarians or liberty-minded people to debate about things. Because yeah. it's like we care, I think we care the most about other people being free. I want everyone to be free. I don't care what color they are or what nationality they are or anything else. But it's not enough just but, to say but, it. But it's not enough just to say it. And then on the other hand, do you then want to use force? No. To, so it becomes, so it it becomes, becomes this. No, it doesn't. It, what we've lost is our ability to believe in ourself. A few years ago, uh, they, ISIS was taking all these Yazidis and all these Christians as slaves. Well, just this year, we've saved, I think, another 50,000. I just was in Australia reuniting a mother with her two daughters that had, they thought they were, they were both, all three of them taken as slaves. They all thought they each other were dead. Put them together. We're not people that have any experience in this. 
It just takes people to say, you know what? Like Thomas Paine did. Yeah. He went to France to help them. He happened to be wrong on that. He corrected that immediately. He knew, oh, wait, this is not like the revolution in America. But it's up to individuals to go and, yes, we can do something to help you. I don't know what it is, because yeah. I haven't thought about this. That's not my thing. Mine is this over here. Um, but we all have to be involved. And now with the Internet, we're all empowered. That's what scares the government, mm -hmm. is that you have the power, and you didn't have to go through anyone. Yeah. One of the things I, I write about in the book is uh, the bravery deficit, which is actually a, a phrase that I think Bridget Fettesy said to me that I, I, I'll credit her always with it, mm -hmm. but that we are in such a, a situation of a bravery deficit. That's the only reason anyone knows about what I do, and probably half the reason they know about what you do. And you know what I mean? And all of these people that now are, are catching on. Courage is on contagious. Courage. Jordan, what is it? It's not just, yes, is he a brilliant psychologist? Does he have an incredible understanding of the Bible and of history and all of those things? Sure, nobody's debating any of that, but that's not why they're coming. They're coming because of the bravery. So things are changing. Um, so uh, there's been a comedy special released by Dave Chappelle. Okay, it was released. I oh think. God, let me guess. He he hates black people now. Oh yeah, he hates everybody. <laughs> he hates everybody. His his special is quite possibly the most genius. I mean, George Carlin style jokes. Yeah. Deep thinking. Wait a minute, you're laughing out loud and then you're like, wait a minute, I think he just flipped that all around. I mean, Ooh, I like brilliant that. stuff, okay? Yeah. Zero critics ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Zero. And they haven't released what the people are saying. Um, it, this is brilliant. He's now, they're trying to, you know, smear him. Right, they're going to give him say, the Kanye he, treatment. Yeah, they're going to tr give him the Kanye treatment. This guy is brave smart, and here's what makes him so dangerous, really funny. Yeah. Oh, that's great to hear. Is it on Netflix? or? Yeah, it? it's on Netflix. Oh, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I mean, that is that is what will break their backs. If, if we will. can do it right, it's, it's comedy, comedy. is making yeah. a comeback. Comedy is making a comeback. Yeah. Listen, you know, I, Joe I, Rogan, have you seen the Joe Rogan special yet? That probably came out in August. No, not if it's in the last. Oh, my gosh, is that funny. And it's right on the same point. I mean, at one point, um, and both of them kind of did stuff like this, but, but Chappelle said, you know, who, you know who's a real pain in the ass? These people who, if I've ever done anything wrong in 15 years, all of a sudden they're emailing, they're complaining, they're boycotting. He describes, and all the people are giving him clapter. Yeah, take it on. Yeah. And he says, you know who I'm talking about? You. Talking about you. Yeah. He is just taking a hard stand on you're all doing it, all of you. Yeah. Well, we're we're all doing. It. We are. We we're, we are guilty of it too. We are. Right. Like we are. I, actually, I read Addicted to Outrage finally over your last book. Oh wow. Well. Over when there's a very nice shout out to me, which thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I finally got to read it because I was able to actually read books. Yeah. In this last month. We don't do that. I either. read uh, Dennis Prager's book over here. And oh, a couple, it's really couple, good. And I read Twelve Rules, but I, I was able to read a few of these. But um, we we're all doing it, and we, and that's what I mean about the speed of all of this. And you know, it's so funny because all of the people that, that are constantly trying to destroy everybody online, mm -hmm. they're the same people who post their whole life online. Mm -hmm. And if you play by that rule, do you not think that some societal norm in 2032 is gonna make you look evil? Do you not think that if you try to destroy everybody from the past and every political 
person who spoke to somebody else at some point mm -hmm. that they're not going to come and take down the Obama library because Obama ran against gay marriage the first time, which he did. What do you think the progressives of 2032 are going to say about What are they saying about, the about him now? Of, yeah, they're done with they're Obama. They're done with Obama. Isn't that wild? That's craziness. I, I By the way, yeah. he bought a $14 million house. Palm Springs? <laughs> no, no, no. If you believe the world is going to end in 12 years because Zee, of global Tommy, warming. in New Zealand. No. Oh, because of global warming? Global warming is going to be warm. So the rivers high? are, you know, the sea levels are going to rise. I don't know, he's like that mountain in Tibet. Where'd he go? Right? No, he uh, bought beachfront property in Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> 14 ah, ah, sarcasm, million. Sarcasm, I got yeah, it, okay. 14 million dollars. That's a 12-year investment. Yeah. That's, you know, that's... <laughs> that's, that's definitely a 12-year investment. Yeah, right? that's yeah, yeah. that's a lot of money for 12 years. You probably years. got one of those 10-year ARM loans. Yeah. You know, you're good yeah. on the front end, yeah. and then it's yeah. going to hit you. Jesus. Yeah, it's a balloon in the last two. Yeah. Oh, but all of that nonsense, like that type of thing, like the AOC 12-year, yeah, it's yeah. over. And that we... we have conversations then where the national dialogue and the way that people react to each other on cable news and the rest of it, as if these are serious thoughts by serious people who have any, as if, like AOC is a great example. I didn't think about her once for the month. Actually, until you said her name there, truly, she did not, yeah. and it was refreshing as yeah, hell. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, also did not She's think- She's kind of faded. They've had, I, yeah? there, there, was a, there was a scandal with Tlaib and- uh, Omar. Uh, and Omar. Yeah. There's a couple of scandals with yeah. Omar. One of them you're gonna love. Yeah. You know she married her brother. So, it, so that is true. Well, like we have, uh, I mean, we have. I saw all your video the, on it. From, yeah, so we from, have all the documentation on it. Nobody. Um, let's put it this way: the state of Minnesota said we can't prove that these are untrue, um, and she's not cooperating. It absolutely looks. It falls yeah, into. Yeah, I've seen everything. enough on this. That, yeah, she's yeah. also been paying her boyfriend uh, for consulting, and she's paying him. Like literally, fourteen thousand on Monday, twelve thousand on Tuesday, twenty-six thousand on Wednesday. They're writing checks out, and nobody knows why. This guy's a hell of a consultant. This guy, this guy must be good at something. Yeah, must be good at something. Um, but she was going to go with Talib or Sheed Talib, yeah, and they were going to go to Israel, right? And so I remember that there was. They, I remember that discussion was being had right before I went. Did right. they go? Uh, no. Okay. Because Trump called Benjamin Netanyahu and said, you know they're going for the BDS thing, which you yeah. can't go to Israel if you're part of BDS. Yeah. So Israel, which already has that rule, yeah. said, you're not welcome here. Okay. They pitched a fit, just pitched a fit. Well, they were being sponsored by a group oh, whose we own website it talks about Israel. I wish I, I had it. If somebody can bring in my iPad, I, I have to read it to yeah. you. I'm guessing evil Zionists has got it oh, in yeah. there. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. It is like, it, it's like Hitler stuff. It's crazy what they had on their own website. Um, so, cool. well, this is the least crazy thing you've told me. I mean, this, yeah, just, I know. this just seems obvious. Yeah, I mean, I know. That's what they are. I mean, it's just. So they said, so they get on TV, and Rashid Tlaib is like, my sick grandmother is there, and now I can't go see my sick grandmother. So Benjamin Netanyahu said, you know what, we're going to give you an exception. You can come in to visit your sick grandmother. Well, I'm not going to go see my grandmother <laughs> under these conditions. Unbelievable. 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 Is that great? It's just, this, this is the greatest comedy show ever written. Yeah. 
It's just all true. But where are the good liberals? That's the thing. They're here. They're, no, they are. no, I know they're here because they, they watch this and they say hi to me and you know, all that. I know they exist because I was one of them and they're in my family. Yeah. But when I say, uh, send it on over, we can get an yeah. iPad in here. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but when it's like, where are the good liberals that go, uh, sorry, Tlaib, and sorry, Omar, and AOC? They're coming. So... Uh, because if, if they can re- resurrect the Democratic Party and a sane and a sane liberalism, you know, as I've said, I'll have a mea culpa and I will gladly be like, wow, I was wrong on that whole thing. You guys did it. You guys really did it. So I I had a uh, I had a um, a dinner I was supposed to go to last night with somebody, and somebody uh, went and my plane was late, so he just went. This guy's, this guy's a really big liberal. I mean, really, really big liberal. And he said, what the hell is wrong with the Democratic Party? What are they doing? He's like, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump yeah. because they've lost their mind. This guy would never vote for a Republican, yeah. let alone Donald Trump. And he told, he told uh, this friend of mine, there are a lot of people out in LA and Hollywood who aren't saying anything but they're, they're scared of these people that I, are saying we're going to end the free market. I, I completely agree, and I see that all the time, and I see it in L.A. Look, it's not, the L.A. thing is particularly weird. Why did Peter Thiel move from San Francisco? If he wanted to go to a conservative haven, probably could have gone closer to where you're living these days, but he, but yep. he didn't, right? He came to L.A. You know, Shapiro's in L.A., uh, I'm in LA. There's not. It's not that we're all conservative per se, but something. No. something's happening here because you're LA, willing to have a conversation with anyone who's just not trying to win all the time. Yeah. They just look. I want to figure things out. I got. I have a story on on that that yeah. you will. You're gonna go Uh-oh. crazy. Let me just read this. Yeah. This was this was actually published by these this group that sponsored them. They were like, no, we're just going to see our relatives and our sick grandma. Yeah. The Jew-controlled entertainment media has taken the lead in persuading a whole generation that homosexuality is normal and an acceptable way ah. of life. That there is nothing at all wrong with the white women dating or marrying black men or white men marrying an Asian woman. That all races are inherently equal in ability and character, except that the character of the white race is suspect because of a history of oppressing other races and that, uh, that any effort by whites at racial self-preservation is reprehensible. Wait a minute, wait a minute. They were sponsored by what sounds like a white supremacist yes. group? Yes. What group is this? No, it's a group. It's, uh, let me <laughs> oh, see. I'm sure it's a, no, no, no. They but, published this yeah. thread on their called. They turn to people gay. Okay, we'll let that go. They're, but the white black people can't so, marry. Right. This was a subgroup that they saw and went, you know what? That article is worth publishing on our site. They published that article from a white pr- supremacy group. But this should But they are. But they are supremacist in their own way. But they shouldn't surprise anybody because no. why won't, why do they, these women still show up with uh, Farrakhan? You know what I mean? Because they know if you're on the left, there is no left that is too far left to be associated with. You can always wiggle your way out of it. But if the Democratic governor of Virginia, mm-hmm. let's say, shows up in blackface, he's, he's going to get out of it too because he's a Democrat. So you can right. always get out. But if anyone on the right does anything, I mean, this is the, this is, for me to say all of this now, to for me to be in the position that I am now crazy. in, is such an upending of everything that that I always thought was right. I know. And 
And again, I think no. It's just not that I don't think you. Th- well, I think you still believe the things yes, you I, used to believe. You just realized that the people you were with were not honest brokers. Yes, of that, that. that's a better way to describe it. It's not right. an upending of everything I used to believe because because although I've shifted, I've totally admitted I've shifted on some economic sure, stuff, sure, of course, or, of course. or libertarian or whatever. So it's not an upending of everything I believe. It's an upending of of sort of like it's like finding out that the rules of the game were like the word "not" was in front of all of them, mm-hmm. and you didn't know that beforehand or something like that. You know. Um, by the way, I'd love to hear your, you don't have to comment on this now, but I'd love to hear your thought on Sank being the guy who was really instrumental in getting the squad. I mean, I've seen that video. Nothing would surprise me. The, the, okay, move on. Okay. okay. Um, where did you leave the tale of uh, Robert Epstein? Uh, I think he he had been arrested. I think he had just been arrested. Yeah. Now, if you were to write, oh God, <laughs> if you were to write a a Brad Thor novel, <laughs> yeah. Okay. How oh. do you think this would? How what do you think might have happened? Oh, I'm going to say something very twisted. But, Go ahead. But everything's twisted. Everything's he, twisted. I don't, he got gang raped in jail or something, or or no. Um, he. He, he he hung himself in jail. Now I say Wait, it, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. Now here's the deal. He tried to commit suicide. Okay. The reason why I say hung, I do believe he hung himself. Yeah. But Holy listen shit. to this. Listen to this. So he tries to commit suicide. They put him on suicide watch. They move him to this institution where the cameras are on him 24/7. Every 30 minutes, someone has to go and check on him. They don't even have sheets. They have paper sheets. Okay, so you have it is for people who are high profile, high risk. Okay, it is the lockdown of all lockdowns, like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Okay. He hangs himself with paper sheets. Could be done. Can it be done? Uh, yeah, I think it could be. Yeah, I okay. I do believe that he hung himself. But what makes it hard to believe? But is, isn't there a video? But you would think so. But the video cameras—they haven't said why. Shut the fuck but up. the video cameras that were on his cell, not anybody else, but on his cell, malfunctioned, both of them. And every thirty minutes, they have to go and check on him. But those two guards both fell asleep. And why are you telling me you believe this? Uh, because I want to have hope. Because I want to have hope. You know, because it could have been Trump or Clinton that had him killed. I mean, there's a million people, including the Queen, that wanted that guy dead. Now, here's another reason that you might not believe it. His partner that was the uh, model agency chief... Okay. Right, like the guy that was like finding the girls or whatever. Yeah, and was the head of the modeling agency, okay? Um, uh, he's just disappeared. They, they don't know where he is. Every bit of him has been erased off the internet. No cell phones, no nothing online that he's ever done, all erased, and he's gone. No one can find him. You know, was, when I was leaving Candace's wedding in Virginia. Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein, not Robert oh, Epstein. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, Sorry. Um, when I was leaving Candace's wedding in Virginia, Virginia's really lovely. I was by Monticello. I'm sure you've been there a million yeah. times, and it's incredible, Jefferson's estate. I saw a little cabin, sort of very far off the thing, and I thought, that would be nice to live there. 
I mean, what the... I mean, that's insane. That's legit. I mean, look, the guy was an evil... I mean, he was truly... If anything they're saying about the guy was true. This, this was a truly evil, twisted... Evil guy. You know, it looks. It but, looks. But, I, but I, that I, doesn't strike me as the story anymore. No, the his, story. His evilness is not the story anymore. No, and now everything's just kind of going away. I mean, this guy had more on people, and I believe, I believe he may have killed himself because he knew once he's released into general pop, what could happen to him. What yeah. you said, um, and what his life was going to be like. I do believe that that. That is a big motivating factor if somebody wanted to kill themselves. But then the other guy disappearing. Too. The other guy disappearing. The two cameras not working. The See, guards the, were asleep. This is hearing it, hearing that all that right there. It's like that's exactly what I'm talking about. About why why I pray that the media could actually ever yes. reconstitute itself because we have to. Yeah, because wouldn't it be wouldn't it be your greatest joy, basically, short of like you know something with your kids or your wife or whatever? But your greatest joy to be like. Do you know that an honest, decent media, good people started to rise up, and now when something insane happens, where you you can go down that conspiracy road forever, right? Like that sounds far more realistic, some crazy mm -hmm. conspiracy theory, than mm -hmm. the two guys fell asleep and the camera went out. Mm -hmm. But but because we don't really have enough trust in any of these things anymore. The Bubba effect. Yeah, that's the, the Bubba, Bubba effect. Um, there's a and I didn't I didn't plan on talking about this, but you can't believe your eyes anymore. There was a video of a deep fake, and I can't remember who it was. Anybody remember who oh, this was? That's going to be the next thing, the deep fakes. Oh, my gosh. Was I here? Well, last time I was here, I think maybe I talked to you. I know I talked to Ben Shapiro last time I was here about technology and what's coming. Nobody knew what a deep fake was, you know, three, yeah. four years ago. Uh, I'm telling you, it. we are now at the point, now at the point to where you cannot believe your eyes. I can't, nobody sees Yeah, well, I've seen, the, I've seen the videos where they've no, no, done no. this with Obama and it, and mm -mm. It, yeah, like something. You cannot tell now, you cannot tell. Last week, there was the first uh, AI uh, voice recognition break-in. So some CEO had a voice Ooh. code and it was broken into by AI that recreated his voice, they broke in, stole all of the stuff. And that's again what I'm saying about the speed. We just yep. accept all of these new things in our yep. life. And I'm not, you know, it's funny because I'm not an anti-technologist by any stretch. I love this. Like, the this people is, in Silicon Valley, they don't let they their don't kids it. have it. Yeah. They don't use it. Have you seen that, that there's a still image of Zuckerberg from like five years ago where mm. they take, somebody took a picture of him standing at his mm -hmm. desk and he has his webcam covered by I think yeah, yeah, tape I've seen it, yeah. and, the, and the audio thing covered by tape. And it's like, Wait, and you don't let your kids on this, and Steve Jobs didn't let his kids on, right? Yeah. And doesn't Bill Gates not let his kids right. have social media? What do you know that we don't know? What, what do you guys been doing? But we all keep doing it. I and again, I include myself in this. And because that's why I want, I really, I'm really going to try in the next year to use whatever influence I have to really try to, to just, I can't reverse it. And I don't think, nothing can be reversed. Everything moves forward. You don't but to, want to stop the growth of technology. But we have to stop and think, think. I'm doing a show tomorrow on radio about um, this new technology. I think it's BCI. And it is now on, with Zuckerberg. It, Zuckerberg and Musk are working on it. 
they say now that through your neurons, they have an algorithm that can actually take your neurons and place them into words. So now, whatever you're thinking. Oh, lovely. Right? And yeah. so Musk is saying, we have to have a new Bill of Rights of privacy, that your brain is your brain. Your thoughts are your thoughts, and no one has a right to take them. They can also alter them with this technology. How frightening is that? I'm pretty sure there was a book written about thought crime. Yeah. I and mean, I think we're yeah. I think we're veering we're veering into all of this stuff and Okay, let me give you Ooh. three bad things that happened. Oh, that wasn't the bad stuff? No, that wasn't the that, bad that stuff. Was <laughs> this is this is the stuff that okay. really kind of matters. Yeah. Um, right after you went on vacation, we had a shooting in Dayton, Ohio, killed ten, injured twenty-seven. Um, uh, let me just tell you, I'm not going to use the name of the guy, yeah, please don't. Uh, but um, this is how he is described. Demented, he, he had a chilling journal of demented scribbling and satanic drawings, spoke of hunting someone at the University of Dayton. Seek and destroy, it said. He was very ADHD, paranoid, schizophrenic, strong bipolar. He ranted about drugs, violence, and women, referring to them as bitches, even being dissatisfied by his own looks. Um, they, um, uh, his friends said that he was smoking methamphetamines all the time when they were hanging out. He thought Donald Trump was a bad guy or a dumb guy, but didn't like Hillary Clinton either. What do you think the what do you think the narrative was on shooting number one? Well, obviously gun control. They they said this is this is going to be gun control. We never have the conversation about mental health, which is the correct. We're supposed to have. It was gun control in the atmosphere that Donald Trump has done. Was it wasn't the meth? No, it wasn't the meth, and it wasn't the the psychiatric problems that uh, apparently um, you know. I'm guessing he wasn't a member of the NRA. <laughs> no, he. He was not the member of the NRA. Then we had another shooting that happened 13 hours later. Uh, this one happened in El Paso, Texas. Um, and Donald Trump was immediately um, uh, condemned because the media said his manifesto talked about illegal immigrants, okay? And how they were invading the country. So for two days, we had uh, Fox News stopped using the word invade on the air, okay? But I want to read his manifesto because, uh, A, we never read manifestos. I never do. Yeah. Um, but this one is important to correct the record. You tell me who's responsible. My ideology has not changed for several years. My opinions on automation, immigration... Um, and the rest predate Trump and his campaign for president. I'm putting this here because some people will blame the president or certain presidential candidates for the attack, but this is not the case. He then goes on, talks about the need for universal basic income, for universal health care, and he ends like this. The American lifestyle affords our citizens an incredible quality of life. However, our lifestyle is destroying the environment and our country. The decimation of the environment is creating a massive burden for future generations. Corporations are heading to the destruction of our environment by shamelessly over-harvesting our resources. This has been a problem for decades. Brilliantly portrayed in the decades-old classic, the Lorax. Watersheds around the country, especially agricultural areas, being depleted, fresh water polluted from farming and oil drilling. He goes on and on and on. He ends it with this. I just want to say that I love the people of this country, 
but goddamn most of y'all are just too stubborn to change your lifestyle. So I guess wow. the next logical step is to decrease the number of people in America using resources. If we can just get enough rid of enough people, then our way of life can be sustainable. Does that sound like a Trump supporter to you? Well, that's half Thanos from uh, Avengers, yes. right? That's literally yes. what Thanos wanted to do in the movies. Yes. I, just, I just watched. That was one of the few things I did that involved the screen. Um, but it's also, that's what happens with socialism, right? We got a lot of things wrong, so we're going to have to clear out the brush. And what's the brush? It's a lot of people. I mean, that sounds like half Andrew Yang with, with uh, UBI and then half the rest of the Democrats up there. So I can, I mean, I can guess where and this is all going. They, the, they blame Trump. They blame Trump. Okay. This weekend, unfortunately, there was another shooting. Um, this shooting happened in Midland, Texas. And all of the candidates now are saying that we have to have, this has to stop. Um, uh, Beto came out with a slogan that like, excuse the language, but like, this is fucked, this is fucked. Uh, and printed t-shirts uh, saying that. He's saying, uh, not voluntary uh, confiscation, but actual confiscation of guns. Um, Biden has said it's insane that we still have magazines that hold more than one round. What are we talking about? Going back to muskets? Mm -hmm. um, they're all talking about legislation because these last two and now this one. First two, sick if you want to blame it on anybody, you can blame it on environmentalists that are saying all this crap. But don't blame it on They're both sick. Yeah, yeah. This guy, sick. This guy was so sick that he went in to try to buy a gun, and the, ch the background check denied him I, I, yeah. access to a gun. That's the last line in almost every story I read that... Yeah, that's in, that's in paragraph 13. Yeah, that's at the very fit, end. Doesn't fit that's the, the lead. We already have the law. If, and if you want to know, who sold him the gun? It wasn't, it wasn't somebody who was registered to sell firearms, so who sold him the gun? But that's the part they never... They, they, they believe that they can create laws, that man can create laws that can completely control man. Yes. And it is not, it's not Possible. real. It's not no. what the human spirit or ethos is. It goes is. against everything that humans are. It goes against the human nature at its core. It's why you have to kill people. Ugh. Wait, you may want to clean that quote up. It's why, it's why fascists and communists and yeah. those who are totalitarians have to kill people. Because if, thank you for, you know, forget where we are. <laughs> I, I haven't been on the internet in a while, but I have yeah, a vague geez, recollection yeah. of how it works. Right. That's why we have to kill people. Right. Glenn Beck, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm, yeah. you know what I'm saying. That's yeah. why they think, well, we, if we just get rid of these people, because they're standing in our way. No. But Human nature stands in your way, as it should. But that's why modern leftism and the progressives are so dangerous. Because they're telling you all, they're hinting to us loudly all of the things that they will do once they have power because they believe state power is the answer. They believe they have the answers. Their ancestors and everyone that came before them was some sort of backwards idiot or racist or buffoon or wasn't evolved or any of those things. And what it, I mean, the, the, again, the beauty of it is that it's a snake that eats its tail. But, uh, but, so it will implode, but the question is how much ground does it destroy when it, it, you have ground zero here, but how much of the rest of the goodness of freedom of Western societies does it take out with it? 
that's the question that remains to be seen. One of the things that didn't come up in the news at all, but I was doing, you know, because everybody's talking about the the tariffs and how bad the economy is, and, and the media is just talking it down. And uh, so I did some research. Um, I think it's Denmark. I think it might be the people who just turned us down on Greenland, those bastards. Um, but one of those Scandinavian countries just took a trillion dollars of their sovereign funds and put it into U.S. bonds and U.S. stocks, okay, U.S. companies. A trillion dollars of their sovereign funds because Europe is now at zero or below zero. In Germany, mm. you're going to lose money on their 50-year bond. It's so bearish that they're saying, I can't even promise you that in 50 years I can give you more money. We're the only one producing, okay? The stock market here is up 400%. They're only at 67% of where they were in 2007. All of these countries are flooding money into our stock market and our bonds. It's the world saying, whether they want to say it or not, please America, hold it together. You are the last great hope. I, I so, so I obviously I didn't know about that story specifically, but I so believe the premise of what you're saying there about how the Europeans feel about America, which is, which is the reverse, not all the Europeans, of course, but it's the reverse of what the media, the media says now, oh, everyone's laughing at us. Everyone thinks we're the laughing stock of the world. When Jordan and I went to, we went to all the Scandinavian countries. So we went to Denmark, we went to Sweden, we went to Oslo, we went to Norway, et cetera, et cetera. And Sweden, the show, he was planning on doing one show there. It sold out in two minutes. So we did another show in Stockholm. And it was incredible because whenever you ask Bernie or one of the socialists, you ask them, what country would you like to be more like? What do they always say? Well, the Nordic countries, we mm -hmm. like to be more like Sweden. Well, we went to Sweden. There was these people, of all the shows that we did, those two were the ones that stuck out to me the most because the crowd, the crowd felt desperate. They were incredible crowds. The, the applause, the passion, all of those things, but they felt desperate. Jordan actually, I, I won't try to totally quote him on this, but he, he gave a, a really interesting story about how what's happening there in the Nordic countries is they've done um, egalitarianism right. Men and women are equal. Nobody's mm -hmm. debating any of this. Mm -hmm. But then as time has gone on for, for decades, as this has been true, where men can do whatever they want, women mm -hmm. can do whatever they want, that still, because we have biological differences, sorry for being mm -hmm. racist, um, that Sexist. men... Sexist. I was yeah. just kidding. Okay. <laughs> um, that men still become engineers at a higher level and women still become nurses. So the social justice warriors of the day- It's crazy they, that, that's crazy common that men, sense. Cra crazy that men and women are different, right? Yeah. But the social justice warriors of the day who are now, many of them are in Swedish parliament and they have the first you know, feminist government and all that, they won't let truth they won't let the way their own people who were equal have made choices and men choose yeah, to be engineers and women choose to be- Still not good to enough. Be, it's still not good enough. So now they want to go back in and re-engineer their country. So that tells me that when I hear something like you just laid out economically, well, of course it makes sense because the people there are being fed nonsense and then they're going, US, US. Help. Yeah, you Help. guys still have a bill of rights. So here's, you know? here's what's crazy. I went, to, were you in Copenhagen? Yeah. Beautiful, right? Yeah, it was great. Have you ever seen a city like that? That looks like that? It was pretty, it happened to be pouring the one day that okay, I was there, okay. so I didn't get a great so tour. So it's just yeah. absolutely yeah. gorgeous. I was there for maybe two days, and it's just unbelievable. I was actually in a restaurant, and I was talking to this longtime resident from Copenhagen, born and raised, um, and uh, we were talking about it. I said, this is beautiful. And she said, well, we're not really unique, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, what? 
And she said, well, that's kind of what they're teaching now, that we don't have anything unique, that other cultures are more unique than ours, and we're just kind of bland. And I said, could you do me a favor? Would you just walk outside with me for a second? She said, why? And I said, just walk outside with me for a second. I walked out and sit on the, on the sidewalk, and I said, you see all those buildings? You see that architecture? Nowhere in the world but here is that architecture. Don't let anyone tell you you're not unique. That doesn't mean you're better or worse. Doesn't mean we're better or worse. It just means... You have something unique here. Yeah. Be proud of it. You created a sovereign nation That's that has cool. given something good to the world. Right. That still basically respects human freedom. Right. And, you know. And they were leaders. They were leaders of the, the... The reason why they're having problems now is because they've always had open borders. If you, know, if you were tired and poor and huddled masses, come to Sweden. They will take care of you. Our promise was, come in here and make something of yourself. Theirs was, we'll take care of you, but you gotta be a Swedish citizen. Now people are coming in and there's countries falling apart because they don't want to be Swedish. And the same people who say, oh, we want open borders, please come in. Also, we'll tell you how horrible and racist and evil we are, thus propagating the idea that we're gonna bring in people, tell them how oppressed they are, tell them how much they hate the system, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Okay, let me go to. Yeah. Let me quickly go okay. to. And I just want to mention again that I do have these three big announcements that will that will do at the end. We're we're fine. Okay. How, time, how what time is it? I, I have no idea. We're gonna, we're going to do another like half hour. So okay. yeah, right. I'll I'll do that. All right. Last fifteen. So let's so talk minutes, about yeah. let's talk about what you missed in politics. I completely forgot about politics. Wait. Yeah. So who dropped? So wait. So you're telling me someone okay, dropped? Okay. So, wait, wait. so th- can I guess? Yeah. How many dropped? Give three. Me three. Three. Well, Swalwell was out by the time I went off, so yep. I'm getting, well, if three dropped, and you already told me that Williamson is still in. Um, now, she didn't make the debate, but she's still in. Oh, all right, so she's done then. So that's interesting. Well, and that, well, once you start getting out of the debate, they never let you back in, and then it just feeds on the fundraising. But she's got love. About, but she's got she's love. She's got the power of love. She's got the power of love. We shall see. Yeah. Um, so three dropped out. Uh, well, I'm guessing it's it's got to be like Inslee and Inslee's out. Inslee's out. Okay. Then there's the other guy that's sort of Inslee-like. Uh, he uh, give me one of the. Uh, ah, you know what? I'll do something crazy it, that that shouldn't be, ahead. but I'll pick one. How about uh, Tulsi? That would be depressing. She did out. not make the debate. However, yeah. she's polling above two percent in like twenty of the early states. The Democrats just picked two states where she wasn't pulling at least 2%. So she's not getting in, but she's not leaving. I think, I think she is the one. war like. She is, she, she, you know, she left. Were you here when she left to go uh, back to serve in the military? She left the campaign trail for two weeks to go back to the military and do, you know, her, I don't, I don't know what her reserve status is, but she had to go back. She did it with a smile on her face, left, no big deal. She just left. And I saw her and I thought, the Democrats are so foolish. That woman could actually, because she, she doesn't hate the country. Yeah. Everybody else seems to hate the country. Yeah. She doesn't. Now, I don't agree with her on policies, but she seems like a normal human being. And I really think if you just had a normal human being... So many people would rush to You them. know when I knew they were going to boot her no matter what, because yeah. this is about how corrupt the DNC is, is yeah. when, when she started getting a little traction online. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been pretty good, I think, at over the last couple of years tracking when somebody starts, somebody starts yeah. getting a little something and yep. you can sort of see it, because I've seen this with Jordan and so many of these people. She started getting a little buzz, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, BuzzFeed, conservatives secretly love 
Tulsi Gabbard, you know, like all these stories that suddenly the frogs and the trolls love her. And it's like, ah, they got the memo. Uh, she's starting to catch on with some interesting people. She wouldn't be a vote for a conservative, but she would be somebody that you could go, okay. You believe she loves the country. That, she you're does, right yeah. about that. She, be- she will put the country first, which was a big thing with Donald Trump. Yeah. You know, he, Nobody thought he hated America. He just loved himself more. Yeah. But he didn't hate America. That was a big deal. But you know, there's a, there's a really ironic position for the Democrats right now, which is that someone like her who was really running is anti-war. That was her main thing. Well, Trump has not been for war. He called off the Iran strike. We seem to be negotiating with North Korea. Does anyone think we're going to nation build under Donald Trump? Oh, you so, should have so, you so should have heard his speech. I think it was on Friday when he he talked about and this nowhere today. I couldn't find it anywhere um, uh, on the uh, end of the Afghan war. He said, so, "We are not nation building again." So, but then when a Democrat comes out really anti-war. Well, how does that even make sense anymore now? That's, I mean, they agree with Trump. So you then, you, again, you get this like crazy situation that no matter what Trump says, don't you, you can, think you know, though that that's why? Don't you think that's why people are starting like to be uncomfortable because they're like, oh crap, I agree with Glenn Beck, or oh yeah. crap, I agree with Dave Rubin, and we're very close. We don't agree on everything, but, but I, we have certain pr- big principles in common that everyone else seemed to have abandoned. Glenn, I'll give you two people that you know and like. When Bridget Fetezy, when I did her podcast, um, was I, was before you did her podcast, and she said to me that she, I mean, you can listen to it, where she says she was shocked that she liked you. And the other one is my good friend, Pete Bogosian, who I, I, love, I, I love I and love, adore. I love both of them. Yeah, I, lo- I love both of them. Pete, I do too. Pete even was saying, well, I can't believe it. But here I am, and this this is a good man. This is, and I think I'm pretty sure you might have did you write the forward for their book, or you you you. I think done, I did. You, I you think did, I did something. something. Yeah, yeah, you did something. Yeah. Um, it's like that's that's the weird. Align. Look, all the people but that's that are good. Yes, it's great. That's good. It's great because that's I think where the country is. They don't want to hate people anymore, yeah. and we're not these cartoon characters. All right, so Williamson out of the debate and Tulsi out of the debate, but they're both still in it. I got yep. Inslee right. The other two that might have dropped. Um, did Chlorbacher drop? Uh, Hick. Oh, Hick and Looper. Looper. Okay, so He's that was up. the other guy. When I couldn't come up with the name, I was yep, saying Hick the and guy. Looper and, and Gillibrand. Yeah. Can I just... Yes, please. Kristen Gillibrand, you want to know how ridiculous her campaign was? Yeah. So I don't have my phone for, you know, for 30-something days. I yeah. hope I can find this here. Um, Kristen Gillibrand, where is this? Um, has been texting me. I don't know or her people. I got on their list, and they've been texting me, and I repeatedly told them in text, stop messaging me. They said she's the only one that can stop Trump, blah, blah, blah. No matter how many times I tell them, Miss, please, Jill and Brand, stop texting, they won't. I keep getting text, fundraising text. So I guess what you're telling me is, I'm not gonna get those fundraising You're not gonna get those fundraising, you don't have oh, that problem, don't worry I about it. I can't find it here. All right, it doesn't matter. So it looks, like, it. it looks like Biden is still clearly ahead, however. Man, he is, he is hurting. I, I think he. I don't think I, something seems cognitively not quite right. I don't think he really you wants have to do missed, this. Have you seen him in the last thirty? Oh, days? is he? Is he worse? He, uh, worse. I think he, they asked him last, last night. He's the last chance for any blue dog decent I know. Democrat. 
they, they asked him last night, you know, why do you want to be president? And he couldn't really come up with an answer. Because he doesn't want to be president. He doesn't want if, it. If he wanted to be president, he would have ran when Obama went out the first yes. time, right? He didn't want to. The, the powers that be, whatever that is, I don't mean that in a conspiratorial way. I mean that the, the last remaining decent Democrats that were the going, holy in the shit. Cha- in the star chamber? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That were going, holy shit, we're about yeah. to hand this thing to AOC and Omar and the rest of these true radicals who are going to destroy everything that is good about America. They looked around and they said, is there one decent Democrat? And they said, could we resurrect JFK? Is there anything left? You know, could we just- <laughs> He's alive! Yeah, can we do it? Trust me, we're not that far <laughs> right. from that. If yeah, everything else related to I cognitive, know. yeah. Um, but but Biden was basically dragged in. It's obvious he doesn't want to do it. It's obvious he was the last choice. His wife. The weird thing when he said uh, that that he told Obama oh, not to please. endorse him. Please, come on, come on. please. That's sad, uh, his though. wife That's, two yeah. weeks ago was meeting, was doing a fundraiser, and she said, "Look, I know there's a lot of candidates that you might like much more than my husband, but he's the only guy that can win. So you got to get behind him." That's your Hope pitch. And I mean, wow. Uh, well, wow. That's, I mean, that's really, it's sad and, and it's pathetic and it's, you know, and that's the other thing. I, the last night that it was, I think July 31st, just as I was going off the grid, was a Democratic debate. I think it was the second mm-hmm. night of, and I wasn't really paying attention because I had mm-hmm. to tie up so many loose ends. Um, but when I had it on in the background, it was like, I just kept thinking, why would I want any of these people to be more involved in my life? I don't want Trump to be more involved in my life, by the way, either. I don't but like, want anyone. But all of these people, and they keep saying they can solve all of your problems. Right. Have they ever solved any of their problems? Has Bernie Sanders ever created one job? Have these people, have they ever done anything? But if they only had $4.2 trillion to do this, and they, it's like... There's no, ugh. you know, I, I said to... I guess uh, I am feeling sharp after... Yeah, you are. Off the grid. I, I was, uh, <laughs> I, I said, once, once Trump was elected, I called all my liberal friends and I said, see how you feel right now? That's the way the country has felt on the other half for eight years. Yeah. Don't and they can't believe it. Don't kick them while they're down. Don't do it. It's a huge mistake. None of them. None of them uh, listen to it. But it's you, you, you. We're repeating exactly the same patterns, just in yeah. reverse times a. Well, one of the things that I really hope I can do in the next year, and, I, and I'm becoming one of those people who says I write about this in my book, but I, I do write about this in my book, is one of the things that I want to see happen now is on the right, so not really like the libertarians, so like you, who I, the libertarians are always decent and tolerant, I find all those things, but one of the things that I think not would be interesting... Oh. Um, Sometimes libertarians have the same disease as Republicans and Democrats. You're not libertarian enough. Ah, right. So they have a, a strange purity test. Yeah, because you're you like, because then it's like, how far do you want to go till we're in Mad Max? Right. That's, that's what I always say. But, right. Um, but one of the things that I think would would really help a lot of what you're concerned about here is, is if the conservatives could say, you know what, we're going to carve out a little more space for some secular conservatives. Or some gay conservatives. Just we don't have to agree with everything. Even even say a pro-choice conservative, which I know would be a it makes no sense in a certain way. But we're going to carve out a little bit of space, not put it in the party platform, but just Isn't a that space. what Donald Trump did with, with Peter Thiel? Yeah. I mean um, he gets I don't know how that guy gets the most evil to gays ever award, but he does. And you're like, wait, what? What has he done? What has he ever said? Peter Thiel at the RNC convention, right. a proud gay man standing over. Yes, I mean that was fantastic, fantastic. The world didn't cave in on itself, and yet now everybody in the gay rights industry, and I use well, that word. Well, because it's an industry. It's, not, it's yeah. an industry. 
They're all he's the, he's the worst. Crime. Um, do you know who Patrick Byrne is? Uh, oh, CEO he's the, of he's Overstock. Overstock? Yeah. Do you know him? I don't. I did meet him once actually. He said he was going to do the show. I met him. At yeah. The, so at does he event. seem like a kind of normalish libertarian kind of guy? Yeah, he's trying to do more with Bitcoin, and even they were doing right. It so on he has now come out and said he's had to step down because of this. He's no longer the CEO of of Overstock because um, their 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 stuff was crashing. But he said in an interview uh, that. Uh, he was in the center of both the Clinton and the Russian probe. And he said, I found myself in a Hitchcockian sort of way. He said, I went to Freedom Fest. Have you ever spoken to Freedom no, Fest? No, they, they asked me this yeah. last year. So um, they, they, he spoke at Freedom Fest. And, um, and um, Butrina, what's her name? The, the Russian uh, Maria Butina. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she's in jail for being a spy. Right. Okay. So she approached him and said, uh, so, darling, I'd love to meet with you sometime. Well, who knew? Patrick had a national security clearance, okay? So he immediately calls the FBI and says, hey, I gotta know, she wants to meet with me, and I think, you know, Russians probably have different standards than everyone else, and it could be great, so I'd like to know, can I talk to her and date her? FBI said, not a problem, she's already been vetted. Okay, you sure? Yes, not a problem, already been vetted. So he starts up a relationship with her, okay? Then she says, oh, you've got to meet my Russian friends, they love you. And so he, call, he gets a list of the names and he calls the FBI. Um, she wants me to meet these guys, is this okay? What do you think of this? I mean, it would be a little obvious, but is she a spy? No, we've already vetted her, it's okay. Third time, she says, Patrick, darling, you've got to come with me. I'm going to meet with the Clinton campaign, and I'm trying to meet with Rubio's campaign. And so he calls again, and he says, okay, she is going to be at this hotel meeting with the Clinton campaign and the Rubio campaign. <laughs> Any interest in this? No, she's fine. She's not a spy. Okay, so they continue to date. He dates her for a while longer, I don't know, six, eight months uh, uh, after. Then Trump is elected. Now the FBI calls him. And he said that it was, I think he said it was Peter, I don't want to say, I can't remember, one of the guys that you know. Yeah. Um, and said, uh, Patrick, we need you to rekindle a relationship with her. And he's like, what? He said, well, we've already broken up. I uh, don't have a relationship with her. Uh, and you know what? You guys told me that, she checked out, and she did. I've met all of her friends. She's not a spy. We need you to rekindle that. He did. He reported back to the FBI. Definitely not a spy. She's got nothing going on. The FBI then took her, uh, tried her. They did not convict her of being a spy. That was tossed out for failing to register. Right. Okay. Right. So she went to jail. She gets out like next month. Patrick comes out and says, I know who the people were that were directing me, and they were all the people that were investigating Clinton and all the people that were investigating Trump. This is a dirty line in the FBI. Wow. And our new attorney general, I have confidence, is going to come out with the IG soon and expose this. But I was there. I saw it Did with my own eyes. Did he just do this on his own volition, come out and On say his this, own volition. He, was, he yeah. said, I kept quiet about it. I wanted, you know, American system to work and people just to get it. Um, and, um, and now it's time for me to say something. And I think 
he put, uh, I think he was kind of trying to put a little pressure maybe on the FBI, don't screw with this. Yeah. He stepped down. He, nailed, he only did one interview. Then he steps down. The day he steps down, he does wall-to-wall interviews, which to me was kind of like, hey, I just want everybody to know, I'm the guy who said the FBI is dirty on this. If I go missing or I hang myself with a paper sheet. You can't hang yourself with paper sheets. Correct. Correct. Wow. We don't know what it is yet. I suppose I'll have to follow you up You will have to people. follow up. Okay. Uh, let me see. There's a couple of other things uh, here that I think. Oh, uh, here in Hollywood, um, uh, Deborah Messing and the other guy for, uh, that played Will. Or, yeah. Yeah, Will. Yeah. She played Grace. Uh, they both came out and they said they want someone to dox all of the conservatives in Hollywood. Uh, because they need a list of, that everyone can follow of who not to ever work with or employ. Is there no end to progressive tolerance? Is there no end? How do they not see that they've become McCarthyites? Yeah. You know, one of the last things that I saw before I went off was, uh, do you remember Bette Midler tweeted uh, this image of Trump at a rally, mm-hmm. and there were a couple black people, yeah. black supporters yeah, yeah, yeah. with the MAGA hats on, and she tweeted something about their, you know, their sellouts or yeah, yeah. something, and she, she even had a hashtag that was, yeah. it sounded racist. It was like black. It was whatever it was. It was like, mm-hmm. and I retweeted it, and you know, her tweet gets a couple thousand retweets, and I retweeted it and said, you know, black people are individuals, and some may have different political views than you'd like them to have as a white liberal, and you know, blah blah blah. And I invited her on the show, but you know, it's a, I would love to talk to her, but you know, I was being slightly mm-hmm. kitschy or whatever. Um, but that, that thing where these celebrities think, they, I took acting classes at one time, long time ago. Um, they're nothing, they're, they're nothing. They're just, the idea that Deborah Messing knows anything about anything or Will knows anything, I can't even think of his name, that he knows anything about anything. But I say that because over the course of the month that I was gone, I kept thinking, maybe I should pay less attention to Bette Midler. But it's like when you see them say something crazy, you feel it incumbent on you to, to fight back because you don't want people to be brainwashed by but Bette Midler. Know, the worst, the highest compliment is imitation. Somebody is doing your act, that's the highest compliment yeah. anyone could give. Yeah. The biggest slam is, I, I heard it from somebody and they said, oh, what you must think of me, big enemy, what you must think of me. And they <laughs> like, responded, I don't think of you, yeah. walked away. That's the biggest slam. I don't think of Ben Medler. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Um, let me give you just uh, uh, one more thing on okay. YouTube, and then you can get to yeah. your announcements. This yeah. goes right into it. YouTube this month has banned James Alsop. Don't know either. I mean, he's a the name seems a right wing kind of, or I shouldn't say that, alt right kind of guy. I okay. don't know good or bad. I don't know him. Okay. Uh, Facebook has banned Epic Times from running ads. So what is Epic Times? They're like, they're, it's like a, it was like a Christian thing. Like a Christian yeah. thing, okay. Um, Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals uh, has heard the opening arguments of the PragerU uh, case against YouTube for uh, censorship. Yeah. And YouTube, I know this happened to you <sighs> a year ago. You're giving me a good segue. When you were, when you were on, on vacation, you came back, Ben Shapiro said, and they've banned... Alex Jones. Yeah. I'm here to tell you, YouTube reinstated Alex Jones. Hold on, I want to shut the fuck up. Nope. They, they reinstated Alex Jones. Reinstated Alex Jones. Now, a day later, they took him back off. <laughs> 
but he was back for a day. Why? Give me a little more here. Before no, that's I it. That's all I got. That's... Some sensible thoughts. No. They put him back on. They put him back on, took him back off. Did they say why they put him back on? I didn't pay that much attention to Did it. Did they say why they took him back off? Didn't pay that much attention to it. Why they put him on, I have no idea. Why they took him off, he's crazy, maybe. I, I, I mean, and that's your reason for taking him off last time. What are you doing? That's a fine segue, Mr. Beck. Yes, it is. Um, so I will say one thing quickly about YouTube that I think is the perfect way to get me to all this, which is you may remember that right before I went off, there was the leaker yep. uh, who was interviewed by James O'Keefe and one of, and this Google insider said that one of the people they're censoring, specifically said one of the people they're censoring is Dave Rubin. So I made a big brouhaha on Twitter because that's all you can do. I don't have an army of lawyers to attack them. I don't have, mm-hmm. I don't have muscle behind me. What can I do? I can, I can use my voice as a citizen to hopefully fight back. I always find it funny when people say, ah, you libertarians, you're, you're complaining. You're not allowed to complain because you don't want the government involved, so you should just shut up. And it's like, no, no, no. That's the beauty of you know, libertarianism or classical liberalism. Use your voice without mm-hmm. demanding that someone mm-hmm. behave the way you want. Anyway, um, I finally, I, I kept tagging Susan Wojcicki, I think, or Wojcicki, the YouTube CEO. Mm-hmm. Um, I tagged her a million times. Finally, after you know thousands of retweets and people tweeting at her, she finally followed me. I had a video chat with her off the record for an hour with, uh, with one of her people there, and I'm not gonna betray anything that was said because it was off the record. Then I said, you know, I happen to be coming to Silicon Valley and I'd love to come to YouTube, and I went to YouTube. We had another off the record conversation, and again, I will not, I will not betray that. But I will, no, say, but- I will say where I started this whole conversation an hour and a half ago. All this thing is, is a search engine. This is not a home for thought to flourish anymore. Well, it they- may have been that at one time. No, she said last week, that um, people must be free to speak on YouTube, no matter their opinion. But now they don't she, mean that. Now she no, no, no. That. She means she that. Means that she, she, which, yeah. No, she, she. They had the biggest purge of people yeah. in their history. The same day she said that. Right. Because because but that what that also isn't saying to you, which is the real issue, is how do we manipulate algorithms? Yes. How do we do all yes. these things? And again, I won't betray. The off the record mm-hmm. conversation, but I will tell you that I got no answers to any of the questions that I asked. I'm just telling you, and it's you won't anyway. So that is going to give me a segue to three things that I want to tell you right now. There are three big announcements that I've been teasing for a long time. One of them just happened in the last couple of weeks. It's not. It's sort of related to YouTube, but not directly. And then we'll get to the YouTube one and the other one. So first off, uh, you may remember the story of young Kyle Kashuv, who uh, has been on this show, who was the Parkland student from, everyone knows from Parkland, Florida, the, the shooting who, uh, what really got him thrust into the madness of the mob was that they found years ago when he was much younger that he had said some things on a student Google doc and blah, no blah, blah. Way. This is a kid who graduated number one in his class. He was accepted to Harvard. Uh, and then, of course, the document leaks. This is a kid. He was a kid at the time, I think 15 years old, writing some trolly, nonsensical stuff. You might have said some weird things when you were 15. Did you, Glenn, back? Yeah. Yeah. You, they yeah. didn't have Google Docs back then. Yeah. The yeah. Most race. people grow out of it. Yeah. Sometimes some, when you're young, you might say things. You right. Might, some people don't grow out of it, but that's a different some story. Some people don't. Anyway, Harvard, uh, as probably everyone watching this, uh, decided to rescind their offer, even though he graduated number one in his class. And, just, and, the, and the kid just, the kid, he's a young man, was 
is just so obviously going to be brilliant, brilliant, and and fight for what he believes in all that. Yeah. So Harvard rescinded his offer. I uh, I called Kyle. I think it started with an email, and you know he'd been on the show, so we know each other, and we chatted a couple of times. Uh, Kyle Kashub is now the digital director here at the Rubin Report. Yeah, he has a real job. Uh, we offered to pay his health insurance, but you know he's still young enough that it comes. I don't know where does that come from. I guess his parents or whatever else. I guess. Um, but he has a real job. He started today. Kyle is in the control room right over there. Kyle, Hi, how Kyle. are you? Kyle. Um, he met you earlier. Yep. Uh, and he has a real job. So while his friends now going to Harvard or wherever they may be going are going to rack up, you know, how many hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt. Uh, Kyle will have a real job, and I'm thrilled that we can afford him that opportunity, and, and I know this is just the beginning for him. So that, that's just, that's number one. Uh, number two, um, you know all obviously about the YouTube censorship and the Twitter stuff, and pay, what happened with Patreon, and that you know Jordan and I and Sam Harris and a bunch of other people left Patreon and all that. So the big debate, which philosophically, which we've hit on here a couple times, for me has been, do you get the government involved or not? So without rehashing that whole conversation, and you know my preference is that I would not want that, right. I did what I thought was the right thing, which is I started a tech company about six months ago, and we got, I went to literally one investor, one investor, I got investment, I started it with a, with a really great startup guy that I know, um, and we are building a seriously awesome, what will first be a Rubin Report app. So we're building it because what I thought was, I can't solve everyone's problems first. Mm -hmm. I wanna solve my problem first. I wanna make sure I can always communicate with my audience. Mm -hmm. I wanna make sure my audience can communicate with me. I wanna make sure my videos can be posted and if people mm -hmm. actually subscribe, they can see them and not be mm -hmm. manipulated. I wanna figure out ways to have real community building where audience members can communicate with each other without fear of censorship or being destroyed. Correct. I wanna figure out how to monetize that properly so that subscribers, because you know, if you have a subscription service, you've eliminated 99% of the trolls because you can say a lot of things about the trolls, but the trolls are cheap and the trolls are not, nobody's gonna pay me to troll me. But if you subscribe to me, they just, will. But well, if you do, <laughs> guess what? I'm not creating a platform for everyone where I'm gonna be hurting your free speech. I just won't take your money and bye bye, you're gone. So I think what we have built here is a huge community based, subscription based solution to what I think is the giant platform problem. I think mm -hmm. the platform, we've created an incredible terms of service actually, which once we, we're going into beta, I'll explain that in just a sec, but once we um, perfect this for me, for the Rubin Report, then we're, we're gonna invite everybody to get their own app. You mm -hmm. will have a, Glenn Beck can have it, the Blaze can mm -hmm. have it, any, you can be a gamer and have it, a sports mm -hmm. guy and have it, you can unbox videos or whatever the hell mm -hmm. else they're doing on YouTube. Um, and you will be able to create your own terms of service for your own community. Uh, this is, oh, and we're not keeping any of your data, period. I will never sell your data. I don't want your data. I don't need this thing to scale so that I'm worth a billion dollars. Um, so every one of the issues that everyone has been talking about all along, I thought, I can't solve it for everybody yet. Let's go small first. Mm -hmm. So we've created a really great tech company. So the reason I'm mentioning this is that so everyone that's a subscriber of mine now at support.daverubin.com uh, eventually will have access to the app. Um, and as of this week, we're going to go into beta launch where we're just selecting members that are going to help us test it through. My team's been testing it. It's really it's cool. When you see this thing, you're going to be impressed. Like this is not some great. you know this is not some two bit thing. Like right. we did something really cool here. 
Um, so anyone that subscribes now or whenever support.daverubin.com will, will have a chance of getting in the beta launch. But then ultimately, I think, I really think this is it. I think, I think we did everything we could do. Think about all the problems seriously enough for long enough. And I met with enough people that we're going to solve things at a small level first and then go from there. Let the, let the platforms do what they want and manipulate the algorithms. And I don't need the government Gestapo coming in and raiding the, the YouTube offices. I even said to Susan in her office, I said, uh, you know, I'm the last guy that's trying to stop the government from getting you, so you might might want to be a little more right. open to my ideas. But in any event, let them do their thing. We'll see what happens with Prager and Seventh Circuit, and I'm fine with us all fighting this on different fronts. I'm completely fine with that. We have to. Um, so anyway, so we go into beta this week. We're going to select people that are current subscribers and any new subscribers. So anyone that subscribes so right now. Have you dis have you the part that I haven't been able to figure out and crack is. You know, people say, well, conservatives should have their own YouTube. No, I don't want No, that. I don't want that. But you need to be able to be in the, the ether. So I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving YouTube. Now, they may not be happy with me. I've said a few things here today. Right. Um, and I'll still play by the rules as they lay them out, as right. lack of transparency right. as they give us. Um, but I'm not leaving. I'm going to remain. I'm remaining on Twitter. I'm, I'm going to keep using all of these platforms. But what I felt was if I can solve my problem first, really build a rich community where people don't have to be destroyed by the trolls and hated, you know, just it's endless fighting. What I've, I want to treat my community in my app the same way that I've treated these conversations. And I think we can get thousands of people, for, we, we already have several thousand people, but I think we can get thousands of people from all over the world that then also will be able to communicate with each other. And guess yeah, what? Guess what? When I do a show in your local town, instead of where I would never put it, I did it once on Twitter where I said, I'm going out to this bar in New York City and actually about 50 people came and it was great, but nor, that's not the most safe thing to do. Mm -hmm. But if, if they're on my app and you know, we mm -hmm. can, there's all sorts of business opportunities. I mean, I, the, our investor is a, was a fan who was one of my patrons. Um, who lives halfway across the world. And he dug what I did and said, you know, if you ever come up with something one day, and then one day I came up with something. I mean, so this is just the beginning of that. And I, and I really believe that small is the new big. The platforms will implode on themselves. 100%. And, uh, so I'm right. very excited about that. So we're going into beta. So it's support.daverubin.com. And we're going to just select people. But then everyone that's a subscriber will eventually get the app. I think we're going to probably go to market in about a month. We've done some pretty good testing already. And now finally, one other thing, Beck, and this is an interesting one. Because uh, normal people, when they enter a business relationship, uh, you wouldn't announce it before you've signed the paper. Is that a fair thing to say? I you'd, would say that was You've been fair. in the business before, yeah. longer than I have. Yeah. But uh, we shook hands right before the... Uh, like right before. Literally like, like crazy like right before. Like one second. Like they said three seconds and you said, let's just shake. Yeah, let's just shake. Yeah. So uh, we shook hands on something. So, so I've been teasing to people for quite some time that... I wanted to figure out other ways to distribute the Rubin Report because I, I mean, I don't know how many times I have to say it here, but without beating a dead horse, I don't, I just don't buy the YouTube game anymore. I just think... We have to be ubiquitous. Yes. I want my stuff out there. I don't care how yeah. you watch it or how you listen to it, whether you like it in bites or the full thing Agreed. or all of those things. Anyway, I've had offers from, from pretty much everybody we, that anyone can think of that have tried to make me offers. And the one thing that I've always said to everybody is it took me this long to become completely independent as we are in my house. Mm -hmm. I have no boss. The chance that Dave Rubin says something one day and then Dave Rubin fires Dave Rubin are pretty <laughs> slim, although I suppose anything's possible. But every, every offer that we got, basically, I was going to have to give up some level of control. There was going to be something related to what we produce or, or how we produce it or the amount that we produce it or some version of that. And nothing worked for me. 
Uh, then about a month, whatever, I don't even remember anymore. A month, certain amount of time ago, um, I had started having some conversations with Tyler, who runs the Blaze. Does he run the Blaze? Is that, yeah, that's he's a fair, CEO. Yeah. Is that the CEO yeah. of the Blaze. Um, and obviously, I, but I think with this deal, you're my boss, right? Yeah, I'm going to be your. Boss. I think you're, and you're going to yeah. tell me what to so do. So here we go. So that was the thing. <laughs> yeah. I have that over here. That yeah, you actually. <laughs> I didn't to the mean to shake. So here's on the that. deal. So look, the Rubin Report is staying exactly where it is. It's yep. staying on YouTube. The podcast is saying all my subscribers are still getting everything that they're getting, but. We will also be distributed on the Blaze. We're going to tie some bonds between uh, the incredible infrastructure that you've built. Because I've told you, when I've gone to the studios in Dallas, you guys have awesome sound stages. And there's incredible things that we can do. Uh, So anyway, the deal has not actually been signed. Our lawyers were literally (laughs) going back and forth for the last, last, you know, whatever. Uh, But we, we did shake on it. There were some tiny little things we needed to knock out. Um, but the, uh, but, but, the, but uh, the point is that you're not my boss, I'm not your boss. Correct. But the Blaze subscribers, along with my subscribers at DaveRubin.com, will get early access to the full episodes. Um, and it's just the beginning of several things that I think we're going to start doing together. And I think there's relative to, to the app, we've already started talking to your guys about that, yep. ways we can tighten the bonds. And, and more than anything else, I think those of us that are in this, we're all individuals and we put primacy on that. But there is a way that we can figure out something together that will protect us and strengthen us. And, you know, everyone's so afraid of associations these days. And, oh, Ruben, you're talking Shut about. up. And, and I think this, this, was the right, this was the right move. So you're not paying for production or anything like that. It's a distribution deal. No, it's you guys a, are distributing yeah. the Ruben Report, and, it I'm, is and what, I'm thrilled to be doing it. It's what I wanted the blaze to be from the beginning, and I don't think talent or anybody else was ready for it yet. I don't want to tell anyone what to do. I'm not anyone's boss. I'm not running anything at the place. Just, let's just gather. And I'll gather at your place, you can gather at my place. We just have to be ubiquitous. Because, as you said, they are coming. They're, They're coming. coming. And why would I rely on something that I know nothing about? That's I why mean, I that... got out of cable television. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to be able to call my own shots, not be, not have a gun to my head, just be who I want to be. And you're the same way. Why would we get into a situation where one's controlling the other? That's, that goes against everything we wanted. And I think it goes against human nature in the way that it can be accessed now. And what a beautiful thing that, that the tools of technology are now allowing us to enter relationships voluntarily the way we would want to on our, right. on our own terms and all that. So again, I have to look into the thing. I think I may be your boss. I'm not totally clear on how that <laughs> works out. I think probably. Um, but um, I think it's, it's going to be the beginning of something great. Um, we shook on it already, so yeah. God only knows what the lawyers are going to do to us now. But, um, but we'll be distributed there, 48-hour window on the blaze. I'm going to do two specials with you guys also. You guys also are going to, we have to figure out some of the details on this, but my subscribers are going to get some benefits with the Blaze, and right. the Blaze will get some benefits with my subscribers, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, and there's, and, some, there's and something that, that um, you know about that we are going to be talking about probably later at the towards the end of the year or the yeah. beginning of the year um, that the Blaze is going to be announcing that I think is uh, really dynamic, and you're critical, a critical piece to that. So I have one more thing for you. Okay. My people... You know, because I've got a massive... Your people. Could be 100 people in there. Yeah. Um, I had my people make our dinner reservations tonight. Yeah. And uh, we're going to Beverly Hills. 
We're going. I mean, we're going to the belly of the beast. And I'm going to walk wait, in Wait, wait, wait. But Beverly Hills is the place. Uh, well, that's <laughs> Beverly Hills is the place that Deb Deborah Messinger said, you know, I got to kill all those people. Well, we're going. And they have knives at the place we're going to. <laughs> and uh, we're going. I'm going to walk right in there. We're going back. And, well, we're right. going to see what happens. And here's, no, it'll be here's, great. here's my prediction. My prediction is that there are going to be people that come up to us and they won't be able to fully say it because they're in Beverly yeah. Hills. But there will be a wink. We there get, will be a I nod. Get, when I'm here... It's the only place, this in New York City, where I just see people across the room and they'll do this. <laughs> That's all they'll do. <laughs> Deborah Messing's yeah. watching. I know. All right, Beck, we're going to shake in front of everybody. Yes, sir. And uh, this is just the beginning, my friend. And Thank I'm going to let you close. Can you talk to the camera? You're all right with this. You've done uh, this with yeah, no prompter. This is, close this out is, the show, man. This has been the Dave Rubin Report. <laughs> all rights uh, are uh, restricted and uh, no other rebroadcasts unless Major League Baseball uh, condones it. Thank you for having me on. And, that, thanks uh, for coming in and doing this. And we'll see you again. I think that was fun.